Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is the Uncensored Anime Podcast, where we talk all things anime uncensored. I am one of the hosts, David. We have Kenny and Jerry, and this is episode 15. Last week, I said 13. It was actually 14. I'm not fucking up this week, okay? Episode 15. Episode 15, baby. Welcome to episode 13 of the Uncensored Anime Podcast. Welcome to episode... Actually, we're on episode 6. We've reverted all the way back in time to the beginning time. Um, I was told... Boys, I had a funny story. Um, Supposedly, on one of the last podcasts we did, I guess I was eating snacks (laughs) like during it. And one of our listeners messaged me and he was like, he was like, hey, man, you were really like munching on snacks in my ear for that whole two hours. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I just wanted a snack, man. Um, and he was like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, that was bad. Like, I was like, ah, so tonight I've got a snack with me just for just for him. I've got a snack with me. So I can, I'm going to oh eat these. Um, I'm going to eat these chocolate covered pretzels. And see where it gets us, but uh, hey, Boy, I don't remember you. Were you? Sm- I remember hearing you smacking in the in the mic. That's we, what I'm must, saying. Must have must have sensitive can... ears, I guess. Or... Well, I think it's I think it's whenever it's in the cut because you you tune your mic up a little bit, don't you, Jerry? No, I I would I used to, but uh, I have it now to where it's like set it's set this way ahead of time. Um, oh. But um, it could just so... be our settings though. Right, and I also think it wasn't that loud, but it was just loud enough that it was like an under rumbling. You know, like if you're just yeah. listening to it, you can like sort of hear me. Just... It's like that faint in the background, like. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so listeners, today we have a very special episode. Uh, the week that we're recording is Thanksgiving week, so you know we're going to talk briefly uh, in this episode about you know anime that we're thankful for. <laughs> Um, like always, we're going to be talking about some news and some updates about other things in the anime world or just in the the geek nerd world overall, because we do have some G4 news that have dropped uh, pretty recently that we'll be talking about. So, so Jerry, start us off, man. What, what do you want to do first? Guys, Demon Slayer is the third highest ranking or fuck the third <laughs> highest grossing film in Japan of all time. That's yeah. The third. And it just keeps going up. It just keeps rising. That means there are only two other films That's insane. in the entirety of the history of Japan that have made that much money in Japan. And that doesn't make any sense to me. What what is happening? What And one of them is spirited away, right? Um, I actually don't know. Yeah, I think maybe it is spirited away in Titanic. No. Yes? Something yes. like that. Yes. I don't know. You're exactly right. Can you think it is spirited away in Titanic? Yeah. Um does it, is, do we do we know how far away it is from potentially beating those last two? Uh, yeah, let's get a uh, number for everyone here because I know they yeah, want to know. Yeah, if they want to know. But I saw so this next week. I saw this at the top of Reddit this week, which really blew my mind. That like I was looking at, on Reddit, just scrolling through regular Reddit, and I saw Demon Slayer becomes third highest grossing film in Japan, and I was like, the fuck? Okay, so. Uh, Demon Slayer is uh, at oh wow it's gonna cross Titanic I- I'm just gonna say it right now it is currently at 25.92 billion yen um, and mm. Titanic only made 26.20 billion yen so there is a oh, less so than close. less than uh, it, you know it's like a 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.4 billion yen separation mm. so certainly it's gonna pass that it will take a little bit of umph to get it over Spirited Away which made 30.80 billion yen um but how the hell did this happen? How the hell did this happen, guys? 
Demon Slayer is so good. That's what happened. Ufa Tebel took a, a subpar, very uh, tropey manga, shonen manga that was good and had good character designs and had some good fun characters and turned it into this crazy art piece that is the Demon Slayer as we know it. The way that they do the sword styles, the way that they did the fight choreography, because Demon Slayer was coming to an end whenever the, the anime started, right? They knew that it was going to end. So they could just go at whatever pace they wanted to for however long they wanted to. And they they elevated, truly elevated. Uh, okay, manga, I very much enjoyed Demon Slayer. I read it from the beginning into something that's that much better. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to right. see this next arc animated, uh, especially from some of the characters in it. Um, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I cannot wait. And I can't wait for the arcs after this, the way that they do some of the new sword styles. I, I, cause at this point we've only seen, you know, water and wind and like, uh, or we haven't even seen a wind. We've seen water. We've seen lightning mm -hmm. and we saw the, the butterfly style or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think a demon slayer was, one of two anime since my resurgence back into anime that I've finished re watching the series and um, there was more in the manga and I liked it so much I started reading the manga because I couldn't wait. Um, the other one is JoJo's for those of you that are curious. Um, and so I, I read, I've actually have read the um, the arc that the movie covers and it's really fucking good and just just picturing that in UFO's tables uh, just rendition of what that would be in an animated version i'm just so excited yeah for I, I, have there been any news at all about when that's going to be translated into english brought over to the western world or can i get some subs at the very least i saw at least some reddit. subs i saw on reddit february but talking with his mouthful <laughs> i really am hey stop <laughs> um no i saw february which I don't, I couldn't find. He's like any, the rumor. Yeah, I couldn't find any official confirmation, but I heard February is the, the date we can expect it. And I think that mm. I, I fully think they're going to go for a limited theater release. I, I do think I don't think Funimation's going to, as much as like theaters are still pretty much in lockdown here in the U.S. I, I think that in the same, I mean, you have, or Nakamo was telling us last week that Unlimited Blade Works is going forward with an American uh, theater release. So. Heavensfield. If they're sorry, oh, yeah, Heavensfield. Heavensfield. Yeah. If Heavensfield is going to move forward with it, uh, why, why Funimation is going to say why not Demon Slayer? And I think yeah. that it's not a great idea because uh, I hate to say uh, fate, great, right? But Demon Slayer is going to attract a lot more people to the theaters, and that's just way more dangerous. You know, when you have that many more people that want to be in the theater watching this, I, I, I would even hesitate myself. I would probably not go see it, even though I'd be tempted yeah. to. So I hope that if Funimation goes that route, I hope they do a simultaneous like uh, streaming release. That I mean, I hope. I hope that that's their move. Um, so it's sort of like if you want to go to yeah. the theater, go for it. But if not, uh, it's going to be in theaters. And I, I don't know how much of this film has even released internationally. So it's abs it, I, I mean, it's going to be the best. I, I think it's probably going to become the best uh, grossing anime movie of all time. So just to put... I huh? 
And, and the just, greatest grossing film in Japan of all time, potentially. I just don't know. Like yeah. right now, the manga author, the manga author isn't doing anything. They had to end their series because it wasn't popular enough. And then it just he's sort just of, sitting back raking in all the money. Yeah, and then it lit fire. I think I don't know if the I think the author is actually a woman. I think it is. Um, I actually don't know much but, about her. They are just sitting there, like I don't. Okay, so how how could you you go to your editor and they tell you that your 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 manga's not good enough, and now it's this international sensation? Like how? That's wild. To a me. couple years ago, that's what they got told, and that's when things started to shut down, and then or when things started to head down for it. Now here we are. Um, so for anime films, highest grossing anime films of all time, uh, worldwide gross. It does have a pretty big hill to tackle, okay? So, Spirited Away and Your Name are the two highest grossing worldwide films of anime all time. Demon Slayer is the third already with $261 million earned, but uh, Spirited Away, which is second place, has $355 million, so there's still about a $90 million difference between um, Demon Slayer and Spirited Away. And to kind of put that into perspective, like when they did the limited release of like Broly in the States, it only made about 30 million. So to recoup 90 ish million uh, to tackle Spirited Away, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Mm. Um, I think it does have a better shot of just crossing the, the short, small amount to get it into the number two highest grossing and or highest grossing film of all time in Japan. I don't know if it's going to break number one. I think it might get close, but I think it might come a little short for highest grossing film in Japan. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I don't know if it has I don't know if it has the legs to get up over at least the legs during a pandemic, unfortunately, to get up over that slot. But uh this is one of those films that I think they could gosh, I hate to say it, but do you guys think that this could be something that the moment that theaters do reopen, Funimation might try to issue it as like a a re release into theaters just to just to try to like squeeze more box office money out of it and get it Get it going Maybe. higher. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I mean that'd be fucked up. <laughs> I think I think it's popular enough, mm-hmm. especially like, if we don't have a release yet. Like if we right. still haven't been able to see it over here mm-hmm. in the states, like it, it would really suck if we can't see it. Like because the second season's supposed to be coming soon. Right. You we know, have uh, we have to see it before that. Yeah. I mean, but there's been so many movies that have were supposed to be in theaters this year that they either were just pushed back. Which I mean, I think even like February, March at this time frame, I mean, America's still going to be pretty fucked from COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, a lot of movies have moved their things to streaming services. Like you have to like pay for it on Amazon or pay for it on HBO Max, which I think Wonder Woman eighty four is doing. That was just yeah. recently mm-hmm. announced. So like, I don't know why they don't just you know put it on these streaming services and just ask for. I don't know, an extra, like an an $8 for a one-time viewing thing because people are going to pay for that. Like, if I could just watch the Demon Slayer, uh, this this Demon Slayer movie in my own bed right behind me just by paying $8, I mean, hell, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most most importantly, it's the safest thing. So that's what they should do. I hope Funimation heeds that warning, David, and and moves forward with something like that because we all want to see it. And the sooner the better. And we, I mean... I actually, I mean, I personally, if it came out on streaming for ten dollars, um, but then maybe two or three months later it came out in a physical copy, I'm the type of person that would wait until there's like a collectible Blu-ray edition or something, and I'd go buy that to watch it, um, just because yeah. you know I, I want something. If I'm gonna pay t- you know twenty dollars, I want it something on my shelf or something to go with it. 
Um, well, the movie won't be twenty dollars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, but some movies were twenty dollars. I mean, you know what I mean? Like during the like Mulan and uh, like some of those other trolls and stuff. Yeah, they were they were asking like twenty dollars for the cool. one day rentals. Yeah. Um, for Damn, like, really? Movie, like on, on Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they there there's been a lot of pushback. Ah, digging. For VOD, because essentially you're paying $20 to watch a movie early. And, right, the, the argument is that uh, a family of four would have paid way more than that to go see it at the theater. Um, so $20 is like a good deal to watch it in your in your house, right? But the um, – your cat just took a huge leap. Um, but hey. on the inverse, right, twenty if I was just a David living alone – um, $20 yeah. is like way more than you would pay to go see that movie by yourself. You know, you maybe pay eight or nine bucks or whatever. Um, maybe a little bit more. I, mean, I, guess, I guess I could watch it five times to get my money's worth. I yeah. Guess. Right. Or, or just make sure you get all your friends involved and you guys all split the cost. That's what we did. Uh, when Scoob came out, the animated Scoob, Scoob, uh, we wanted to watch it like right when it came out. So, uh, me and Mikey mm-hmm. split the cost. I don't know if anyone else helped pay for that, but, um, but we watched it as a family. So that way we, you know, it was like, okay, cool. We can all pay a couple bucks and then it makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, was that some shade, bro? I don't remember if I, you paid or not, Kenny. I just don't you were, were you just shading me? What's going on? <laughs> what? Live on the Uncensored Anime Podcast. Family drama. Six, <laughs> the $6. Oh, no. Jerry's trying to collect on six bucks, bro. He's like, oh, <laughs> Actually, Mikey was the one who paid for it, and I only paid him five dollars. So I don't know if like, I know, any, yeah. that's so I don't know if anyone else paid him five dollars. So you were out of so yourself. It was really Mikey. Yeah, Jerry, I I'm just saying that I only paid for like a fourth of it. I think, but I'm worried that Mikey just like bit the other fifteen dollars. Jerry um, paid a fourth, and is like, uh, I was like, that's my contribution. Call people out. Um, but uh, I think John. Him, so. Okay, yeah, I think I. I mean, I don't. It, it was whatever. It was I was very intent at that point because I'm still poor. Right. Um, I could not pay for a scoop, even though. Let, let me. Okay, let me talk to the camera for a second. Oh. That Scoob movie was not a fucking Scooby Doo movie. Okay, it, it was like a. Wait, weird, I was about to ask, was it a good movie or? It was a weird amalgamation of uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons that I didn't want to watch. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to watch a Scooby Doo movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, not. was Grape Ape in it? Yes, he was. Uh, no. Was yes, he? he? Was no, he just, wasn't. Just in a cameo. Well, for the good movie. Just in a cameo in the end credits, but he was. Oh, he was. He actually was in yeah. the end credits. Fuck. Wait, is there gonna be like a Marvel universe, but for Han- Hanna Barbera? That was it seemed that, way. that that seemed to be the like presounding thing that was happening there because the main characters that appeared in the movie were uh, Blue Falcon and Dynamut, and then Scooby Doo and the gang. They were sort of yeah, the side, no. but we honestly spent more time with Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. Um, but and Dick Dastardly, yeah, near oh yeah, Dick Dastardly was the main villain from Wacky Races, Racers, right? Races, something like that. Um, and then Wacky Captain Racer. Caveman, Wacky Racers. Captain yeah. Caveman had like a module, like a mo- minimal role for the back half of the film. Um, Wait, yeah. why is it called Scoob? Why was it not just called Hanna Barbera Unite? Or I don't yeah. know. I don't. I'll tell you why. It's because they thought that the marketing department they could get more money if they just called it a Scooby Doo movie. Um, but because all the trailers and everything were just Scooby and Shaggy, yeah, in the, the game. The whole climax. They lied to you, David. Is for yeah. The whole climax of the movie is for the Blue Falcon. Yeah, he's the one that overcomes this. Like, I it. it I, I do me, like Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. I do. I do. Yeah, like but if they had said like they're pretty, they had, they're pretty cool. If the movie had just been called like Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt featuring Scooby Doo, I don't know. Like, would that have been that confusing to kids? I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Okay, so mm. Demon Slayer, 
It's making a lot of money. We've talked about it for a couple podcasts in a row now. We probably shut up about it after this unless something crazy happens. But keep an eye on it if you're an anime fan. It's really weird that it's doing what it's doing. It's just unexpected because aside from Demon Slayer, most other... Well, okay. Shonen movies don't really perform well, uh, to be honest, right? Uh, That's what we know. They, They perform okay. But traditionally, the movies that are anime that end up getting a lot of money seem to be how Miyazaki movies or Makoto Shinkai movies. I mean, those two films are the ones that do well, and the rest don't really do as well. Uh, so the fact that a shonen movie is just dropping people left and right like this is wild. It's crazy. Pretty it's crazy. absurd. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, if you look at like the top 10, top 15 highest grossing films, you start to see a couple of Dragon Ball and One Piece movies, essentially. But uh, other than that, it's My mostly... Hero. Uh, yeah, I think My Hero's... I don't even know where My Hero has ended up in this list. Oh, maybe not like My Hero. It, I feel like it's done okay, but I, I don't know why I'm not seeing it on this list, because I don't know if it actually broke like the top 30 or 40, which is unfortunate. Oh. It may have, but I might be just missing it. But One Piece, Dragon Ball, they do okay internationally. It helps them bring up their, their value overall. Um, but then you've got mostly Makoto Shinkai and Miyazaki films that are international hits, except suddenly Demon Slayer, the movie Mugen Train doesn't make any sense. The everyone on, on the internet keeps saying like, it's not that good. It's whatever. Demon Slayer is just a good shonen. Um, but we know here, we know clearly that like the power of, is that, is that what they all sound like? Jerry, every, the, every the, fucking weeb on the internet sounds just like, I just want you guys to know that, um, fucking anime, specifically shonen is absolute shit and it's just so fucking bad yeah that's exactly what they sound like um, <laughs> sounds accurate yeah 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 okay um, yeah but uh yeah I, I mean we don't know what's going on with this shit and uh honestly i read a comment and let me hear you guys thoughts i read a comment on reddit that said that in like korea or something some person was talking about like being a teacher in korea and uh, they mentioned that everyone in their class had like a piece of Demon Slayer merchandise, and they're like a like a like a young kids teacher, like eight eight year olds. Every single mm. kid in his in their class has like Demon Slayer merchandise, whether it's like symbol, the symbol, the bat, you know. All. And I didn't realize, at least not in America, most of American Demon Slayer fans are like our age. To be honest, mm-hmm. you know it. it, it yeah, I think older. It, was it on Adult Swim in America? I don't even know if it came to Adult Swim or not. Does anyone know? So. Okay, it's so I think it was, was it just streaming? It didn't. It did get dubbed. I thought. Kenny? No, Mikey's never seen it. He I, never finished because he he didn't want to watch it subtitled anymore. I thought it did get dubbed. Maybe it didn't. No, it's definitely dubbed now. He needs to go back and watch it. I'm pretty sure it's dubbed on Funimation now, but um, I just don't know if uh it ever aired on like actual TV or not. Um, but. Most of the fans of the series, despite it being a huge hit here in the United States, most of the fans are certainly of, of an older age. They're, it's not a kid's show in America by any means, and it's not appealing to kids in any way. But I guess internationally, it actually is a big like hit amongst kids. And this is, uh, at least in Japan, I've heard that a lot of parents are taking their kids to go see the movie uh, like it's a kid's movie, which is weird to me because I'm certain that it's a... Uh, it's weird for category. us. It's weird category. It's weird but I guess in Japan, that's a little bit more acceptable. Yeah. Um, and so it's definitely in that range. So I don't know. Like, do you guys think that, I don't know, are kids driving the market on this? Like, is Demon Slayer doing so well because young kids are discovering their first shonen, 
Like, is this this generation's Dragon Ball or like Naruto? You know, like, is that what this is right now? Or? Possibly. I mean, maybe. I doubt it, though. Yeah. I I think the the majority audience is like twelve to twenty year olds. I don't think anyone younger than that is like driving, like is like the reason why this movie's breaking records. Yeah, I do see it as like maybe not elementary schoolers, but middle schoolers for sure. This is a middle school. Sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Everybody right. wants to be like everybody wants to be like Tangerine. Okay, they just want to eat some demons. Um, and they want, they want to fire breathe. They want to water breathe. They want to do all the breathing. Yep, they want to learn how to breathe. That's it. Mm. That's they want to protect power. their sisters. They want to protect their sisters. Keep yep. them out of the sunlight. Keep them in the box. Uh-huh. You know, bring them from city to city. Completing missions. Doing what needs to be done for the greater good. And eat them demons. You know. And eat, eat some demons. Yeah. Eat some demons. Okay, boy. You know? What what other anime news has come up? You guys got anything? Um, so today, the trailer, or yesterday, the trailer for The World Ends With You, the animation, came out. Squeenix came out with two, uh, both the sequel to The World End with you, Ends With You for the Switch, and they're coming out with the animation for the first game, so it's going to be pretty cool. I think the story from the first game is really fun, it's really interesting, um, and I think that a lot of people will enjoy it. Um, and that'll get you ready to play the second game. Hopefully, it, it all coincides, because... Um, one, the first game's hard. Uh, sometimes JRPGs come over and they're tough, right. um, especially to play. I David, did you ever play time- it? No, I want to though. I want to get it. It's yeah, on Switch. I, I never played it either. I, I, remember it us, I remember us having it, Kenny, as a kid, but I don't think I ever played it. Yep, I remember seeing the the Some, DS game. Someone in, in this house. household had that game. Uh, Robbie, sure. someone, <laughs> it was around as a kid, but I don't remember ever playing it myself. Yeah. So that's weird. Um, but Kenny did the, I actually didn't watch the trailer yet. Does it look good? It looks good. It's got some 3d animation stuff that I don't know, you know, but it, it looks really like, it looks like they spent a lot of money on it. Um, Mm. so it, it looks like it's going to be really good. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Obviously the first game story is uh, pretty interesting. I wonder how much they're going to do if they'll do the whole first game, Mm. uh, because it's sort of, uh, segmented into three different storylines. Hmm. So uh, it's possible, though. Obviously, you know, a, a lot of the action, you know, you can sort of drum up the action aspects because it is a JRPG and it did require a, a fair amount of grinding, and, you know, doing a lot of extraneous work that didn't include the main storyline. Um, so I think it'll be really fun. I, I, uh, I'm interested to see it, especially prior to playing the new game. So Have they ever successfully adapted a game into an anime? Danganronpa. Would you say that that was oh, like I, a good adaptation, Kenny? I mean, pretty much faithful adaptation of the, the game. Right. Uh, I, I think it was a really good I enjoyed I watching the first season of Danganronpa. That was the only anime I could think of off the top of my head that I enjoyed it because I thought of two others and I didn't really like them that much. And that was the Phoenix Wright anime, which was really mm-hmm. poorly produced and the blaze blue anime, which was also really poorly produced. Like not a lot of money went into them. So you could yeah. tell that like the animation, the artwork, it was all very like low budget. Um, the persona games have persona four and persona five, the animation and persona three has some anime yeah. movies. I've never seen that. They're all actually. pretty good, but they're uh, more- persona fives was bad. Yeah. They're, they're like- <laughs> so I, I played Persona 5, and I watched the anime, and yeah. the animation is just 
awful. It, yeah. So what? I mean, what? Why does it happen? It seems like I can't think of a video game anime. Even Danganronpa, like, seem to suffer the like lack of budget, as if like nobody's yeah. here for like a video game anime. Like, why aren't we putting money into some? Because I mean, fuck. Like, if they were to make, I don't know. Legend of Zelda anime or something like I think they could do it up dope if they did it right, but you know what I mean. Like there's so many anime, there's so many games that have so much potential to be quality anime, and it seems like sure, for sure, yeah. There's one game that uh, turned into like a really great anime movie. Um, That's Professor Layton. If you've ever seen the Mm. Professor Layton movie, it's fucking awesome. I remember that actually. Um. But it's it's not even based off of a game in particular. It's it was its own, its own story. story, right? Yeah, okay, I remember yeah, that. You know, it, you know, I just love me some Professor Layton, all right? I, you know, <laughs> I love to see Herschel Layton hamming it up, fighting some enemies, solving some know. puzzles. It's weird. So yeah, I'm trying to think of, because I know we've talked about this before mm-hmm. on our video game episode, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I for... For me, I've only played like I've played a few Tales of games, and I've played Persona Five, and the anime ad- adaptations I've seen, I wasn't a fan of, mm-hmm. uh, especially the Persona Five animation. It's just like the animation itself, the voice acting. I think they got the same voice actors, which is really cool. Oh yeah. Um, but and I don't know who animated it. And the, the but... Tales of games have they have anime adaptations almost of every every they do every entry, but. Uh... Those are always so hit or miss. Yeah. Where it's like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And the Persona animations are like companions to the game, too. That's the Final Fantasy 15 had that four episode companion Mm -hmm. prequel series. And there's a ton of stuff like that. But yeah, there's no like, this is a direct adaptation of this game storyline in anime form. Um, not often, at least. I mean, Danganronpa did it, but then the second anime series wasn't. You know, yeah. it was its own storyline. Cloverworks. Um, well, no, they they did uh, they did um, the Fairy tale. No, Burn the Witch. No way. Uh, I thought it was a new studio that did. No, they, no, they didn't. Oh, I'm mixing it up. I, oh. I think they like. I think they like did it with another studio. No, right? Was studio. it like two studios? Studio Colorido, that's what I was thinking of. They're the ones who did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know what Cloverworks did. I don't remember. I mean, they are going to do Horamia. Oh, Horamia. That's where I, where we talked about them. I love and they're doing, they're doing Promised Neverland Season 2 mm-hmm. as well. Oh, were they, and they did Season 1 of Promised Neverland, right? Oh, they did. They did. Okay. Okay, so they, I'm saying okay. they, they had a track okay. record of at least something there. So I, I don't know. Oh, I wonder how the, they dropped Persona the 5 the animation was their third, their third TV uh, yeah. Animation, so I mean, maybe they just got better over time. Actually, yeah. I, there was a few animes before they did Promised Neverland season one. We didn't even so. think of this one, guys. A really great uh, game made into an anime, Dragon's Dogma. I gotta go. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe one of the worst no, thing. Uh, Castle, I think Castlevania yeah. is a good. Uh, oh adaptation yeah, adaptation of a game into an anime and. It's Castlevania an anime. Yeah, a Netflix did an anime. But David, yeah. is it an anime? Is it an anime? It's I it, mean it's it's got a lot of American production team behind it, is all. Yeah. It's it's an anime uh, styled and obviously inspired by Japanese property. So it's, Ooh, it's what, like, what defines an anime? Oh shit, that'll be a whole nother episode. We can't talk about uh, that. <laughs> we gotta have a whole episode about Avatar: The Last Anime. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, is shit. Avatar an anime? Is Avatar an anime? We will never know. 
Because, uh, yeah, I, it's weird because I just, uh, Alyssa and I just started watching. Well, she watched the whole thing. I didn't like it very much, so I didn't watch it. The uh, uh, Gods and Monsters or something on Netflix that just came out. Did you guys see that? Gods and Monsters? Shit. No, it's, I it's haven't. Not, it's not called God. It's like called Zeus. Uh, Blood of Zeus. Blood of Zeus. Oh, that's the new. Oh. Blood of Zeus. It's a it's an anime inspired series, but it was it's an American series or Canada maybe yeah. helped with it. Um, but it, it looks just like an anime essentially, um, and it was not. I I didn't like it. I watched like two or three episodes and I got really really bored and zoned out and realized it was not for me. But Alyssa watched the whole thing and it was pretty. It's pretty played out and it's pretty. The story is really bland. Um, I literally mm. after I watched the first three episodes, Alyssa watched the whole thing. I came into the kitchen the next day and I was like, Liss is this how the show ended? And she goes, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and I was like, aha. So it was that easy to guess it, the, it was that uh, predictable. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really not much. Uh, there was just not much going on there. Um, but if you like to look at really good animation, it was animated really well. Um, okay. Mm. So world ends with you. We're excited, but I'm still hesitant is all. That's the word I'm going to use. I'm just, I'm hesitant. I want it to be good. Cause I always wanted to see the story of that game. Uh, and so I hope that it's good and I actually want to sit through it and watch it, but we'll see. Mm. Um, other anime news. Has anything other exciting happened? Really? We're kind of, um, that... so, Oh, David, I, I, I do have something. I, I don't know if this is even worth mentioning, but this is, this is something we talked about in the very first episode of the podcast. So Whoa. I'm doing Whoa. this kind of for nostalgia. Wait, I um, think I know what you're talking about. Wait. Yeah, me too. So, so the act age manga oh. writer. Mm. Okay. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So that that thing I was like, nothing. Okay, that okay. So one of the many things we talked about in our first episode, for those of you who are listening who had, didn't have the chance to listen to our first episode, we yeah, talked I about. I thought you were talking about the Vampire Night. Yeah, Vampire Night. That yeah. was what I was thinking. Yeah, that's weird. I was thinking maybe Vampire. I thought maybe there, there was there's also Vampire about. Night news. Um, no. Yeah, there's there's Vampire Night news. Um, okay. there's, there's always we always have news for Vampire Night. That's true. There's always on, on this podcast. Vampire. Yeah. Okay, so what we, we got, David? What info dropped okay, okay. on the author of Act Age? Oh yeah. yeah okay, so the author the author of Act Age, uh, Tetsuya Matsuki, uh, and I, I'll, for those of you who don't know Act Age, I think it's a it's a manga about people acting. Yep. Okay, it's about people acting. It's like set in high school, I guess. Anyway. So this person uh, a while back uh, was uh, criminally charged for sexually assaulting an, an underage woman, underage girl. And uh, looking at this article, the so recently, I think just yesterday, uh, this person uh, formally confessed their alleged crimes in their first day of court. So it's uh, shit really happened. And looks like they're going to be going to jail for some time because uh, they confess. So it's good that they're going to jail. Because fuck, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. And I'm, I might just look at the article for the first time. Um, uh, J- Japan's national broadcaster, blah, blah, blah. Writer of the Act Age manga series, blah, blah, blah. Had his trial in Tokyo District Court today. Mizuki was previously arrested in August for allegedly performing obscene acts on two junior high school age girls. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, pretty wild. And they're scheduled to have their verdict handed down on December 23rd. So, uh, GG's to that person. Um, <laughs> but that, that crime is a very serious crime. I'm not trying to make light of it. 
Um, but yeah, uh, don't fucking touch underage girls. Uh, here's the tough part about yeah. that, right? I mean, for those of you that don't know that are listening, and we talked about it a little bit a long time ago at this point, but Japan is pretty poorly known for not charging uh, pedophilia, sexual offenses like that very harshly. Generally, the verdicts that get handed down are very short sentences, and then oftentimes the the people get to walk free. Um, it, it's not as like uh, it's nowhere comparable to what we do here in the America for someone who was charged for the same crime. Um, and I yeah, hate to say in, it, in this article, the the prosecutors are aiming for a one year and six month prison sentence. Yeah, so <laughs> one and a half years, year and a half for uh, sexually assaulting two young girls. That's fucked up, Japan. That's fucked up. Um, and the worst part about that is there are two other prominent manga authors who have been charged and dealt with things like this and ha- have continued to just write manga once they were done. So, um, uh, Nobuhiro Watsuki, the f- acclaimed author of Samurai, or blah, 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 it used to be called Samurai X, Roni Kenshin, um, is, has been charged with similar offenses as well as Matsush, um, uh, Mats- Shima Bakuro is his name, the author of Toriko. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote the entirety. The entirety of Toriko ran after he got out of jail. So uh, he got. He and got, he just started a, a new manga. No, he did in not. In Shonen Jump. Yeah, no, he did not. World Builder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So here he's back again. So that's what I'm saying. Two like, chapters are out. And Watsuki has gone pretty much unfazed. Uh, Ruroni Kinshin continues to be promoted as one of its biggest series of Shonen Jump. You know, the character was available on Jump Force. Um, you know, like, you know unfazed yeah. pretty much so as if nothing happened japan has a pretty oh. low leniency on this and i i don't want to believe this but it would not surprise me if two years from now we're having a conversation about how it's weird but this guy's back writing manga again or something like that or act age returns with its second you know um yeah i mean that's the kind of like weirdness that goes around with this stuff but yeah that specifically if you didn't know act age got uh canceled right after the announcement of the um charges so the author or the artist did not get to continue on the series despite being unrelated to the crimes, but the series just got immediately dropped. And I hope that the artist finds some success and is able to go on to do something else. They're a really good artist. Um, and ha- again, no relation to the, the manga author, the one who was writing the story. The artist was just an artist. So I hope that they're able to find some success in Jump in the future as well. Um, that's a good update, David. I'd actually, I had not even heard of that. So that's really good. Um, I got I got one last thing. One last. Oh, you do. Uh, one last thing. One last bit of news because this is an anime that I've, that I think we've talked about and that I've heard about and I really want to watch. And it just got a season two announced. Sells at work. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, very popular. Just show. Their, yeah, their opening ending were just revealed. Uh, I think the other day. Um, I think the voice actor for. For Jotaro is in this anime. He's the white blood cell. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's the, I, I, I'm pretty I, sure... I stumbled upon it. I'm pretty sure it's this... I think Matt Mercer is also the... Oh, they got Jotaro's English me, voice to play it also? I think so. That's Wait, Matt Mercer voices Jotaro? Yeah. In English? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was that watching... Voices uh, everybody. Where did I hear Matt Mercer come up recently? He was like in something that I was watching. Oh, okay. Uh, my wife and I just oh, finished no. all of huh? I'm wrong. I'm oh, okay. Wrong. My wife and I just finished all of regular show, 
And in the last season of Regular Show, if you guys have never seen it, or viewers at home have never seen it, they go to space for some reason. And they meet this, like, space guy. His name was, like, uh, I can't even remember what his damn name was. He was so irrelevant. But he was, like, in every episode of the last season. And um, Matt Mercer just, like, randomly voiced him. And he was, like, essentially, like, a space <laughs> space bounty hunter type of character. And I was, like, oh, what the heck? He's like, he's, like, the same character yeah. in all of his voices. Exactly. I was like, uh, oh, Chance, Chance Sure Shot. That was his name. Chance Sure Shot. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Wait, he's in Blood of Zeus, too. Oh, yes. I did just hear him in Blood of Zeus. Uh, uh, the fast guy, right? Uh, Hermes? Mercury? Hermes. No, Hermes. Hermes. Um, Sorry, I was I was doing Roman. I, yeah, I was just saying that's the wrong mythology, Kenny. Um, okay, let's talk about G4 for a minute, guys. Because, in, in, okay, right, yes, right. absolutely. Um, this is an anime podcast, and G4 is a gaming network. If you guys don't know, G4 was a TV show network that was on air from, like, the early 2000s, maybe, like, late 90s, until, like, the mid-2000s, and then it got canceled, all their production shut down, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, recently, in the last year or so, it was kind of announced that a revival was in the works. They were trying to work towards something. They officially announced it at San Diego Comic-Con earlier this year. So right around, actually, when we started this podcast, they've been hunting for talent, um, getting Twitch streamers involved, bringing back their old reporters. And then just this week, they did sort of a live stream event where they, you know, it was like the reunion special is the way I would, I think that's how they described it, right, Kenny? Um, yeah, essentially like this G4 TV reunion special. And uh, for all of us, it's a little bit nostalgic uh, for those of us on the podcast. And maybe for you guys listening, hearing me say G4 TV, this, you might you might have just had like a triggering moment where you were like, Boosh, you know, and you just mem- like remember X-play all the, of the show. Yeah. Cinema tech. Oh, my God. Cops, well, cops, cops cheaters, code monkeys. Cops, 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 cheaters, cheaters. I think, wait, this is, wait, this is so relevant for the the podcast because uh, one of my favorite anime is Cops. Yeah, yeah, cops. top top yeah. two, uh, top two animes. It's like it's like JoJo's Cops. Like that's exactly JoJo's Cops. Cop. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cheaters is a good third. Though. Yeah, yeah. It is a good third. God, I can't. There's a lot of drama. I can't a lot of drama. Cheaters was a real TV show. That's so weird to think about. God, um, it was just uh, yeah. What a and I loved it. Television show. I would yeah. still watch it if if I knew where to watch it. If there was a way to, Bro. David would still be watching watch it. I would, I would, I would binge cheaters. The Those stylish shows. Have y'all seen the? Okay, have y'all ever seen Ghosted? No. This no. is the dumbest fucking. It's this a it's a show real. just like Cheaters where they oh, go man. on and they find people that have been ghosted. You're on lying to online me. apps. You're lying to me. And they try and connect. The, to these people and sometimes they're they're catfishes sometimes they're like they're not the person but sometimes they're just like i don't know i just i i just didn't want to talk to you anymore where can i watch this kenny where ghost go- love gone missing it's an mtv show oh uh, it's goodness. it's so cringe wait a second is that adam scott and craig robinson Wait, not that show, Jerry. I did the no, same. No, oh, that. No, no, that damn it! That was a scripted TV show starring which, Craig Robinson. Which, speaking of which, didn't that show like bomb? It looks like. Yeah, it. I heard it was. It looked like it was going to be good too. Okay, what's it the? Did. Oh, Ghost of Love Gone Missing. That's what we're looking for. Yes, yeah. yes. It's, oh. it's the same it's type of cheaters type show. Wait, watch now free on MTV. Oh my god, I can watch. Oh no, that's all I want to. That's all I want to do for the rest of my night. Wait, oh my god, wait, Rachel. Wait, Rachel Lindsay hosts this. She was Bachelorette. She was David. 
Those you guys are listening, Bachelorette. Okay, hey. for those of you that are listening, I love reality TV, and I especially love Bachelor and Bachelorette. Oh, this looks uh, like trash TV, guys. But wow, it looks like I need to watch it. I I love trash TV, like Jersey Shore. It paid me a trash TV. The second season but, was hosted um, virtually. I'm gonna have to watch some of that. No way! Oh, we got due watch to the COVID nineteen pandemic. The second season was hosted catfish too, where they try and connect people with catfishes. Weird. Very Wait, weird. I've been ghosted. Damn it, David! You you just try and get on the show. You gotta get on the show. Get on the show. Get on the show. Get on the show. Oh my god, David! Okay, back to G four TV. Okay, yeah. So G four is coming back, and hopefully they bring back some trash TV like cheaters. No, they probably will avoid that because that was when the network was on its downward spiral. That's what that's when it was bombing really bad, and they slowly. That's all they. It was like eight hours a day. It was like it was cops back to back to back, then cheaters back to back to back, and then Attack of the Show like at five p.m. Yep. And then like an episode of X Play. Yep, and then back to cops and cheaters. Oh, they used to have a. Oh my gosh, what was that show called? You guys remember Code Monkeys? Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, Code Monkeys was beautiful. Two seasons of it too. A really good show. You should, Love Code Monkeys. People should still go watch that. What was that show? There was a show. I, I can't remember the name of the girl, but she's kind of famous still. I think. Um, and she would like help you with like, uh, like cheats. Like she would help you get like. Yes. Cheats. Just what was that cheat. show? Was it called Cheat? It was just called. Che- it was like Cheat Exclamation Point. Oh yeah. my god, that one is like, bro, like stuck in I, my head. In, in I, got, age, I got GTA cheats from that show. Bro, in yes. in an age where you can just Google cheats now, like it is, like think about it's, it's, the, yeah. the way that you had to find secrets was so hard. Yeah, back in that time, and now like what I I just type how to finish how to you know. Or, like, she would go through, like, oh, this is how you get through the water temple or, you know, shit like that. And it's, like, mm-hmm. now it's, like, I just, like, oh, what's the video? I just go to YouTube. Yes. Okay, I got I it. Hope that, I hope that Chris – so, Kristen Adams Kristen, or Kristen Holt? Holt, I think it looks like she might be married now. She was on the reunion. Um, She was actually a contestant in the very first season of American Idol. Um, And she's from really? Plano. She's from Plano also, Kenny. Plano, Texas. Um. Wow. And she made it pretty far. And then it was like after that that she got hired to do cheat. And that's like all I knew her from was cheat. Um, yeah, and, I remember. Yeah, she graduated from Texas Christian University, Kenny. Oh, um, so bro, she I live like, down the street from there. Yeah, we're like pretty local to her uh, or her where she grew up. Um, but yeah, and they still, I'm pretty sure they still do stuff like online, like uh, involving games and stuff like that. So you might still be able to find something to do with her. But she was back for the reunion. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm excited. That's another person who I have blocked out of my memory until right now. But yeah, I, I think about Adam Sessler all the time. Yeah, Crazy Adam, dude. Have you seen? He did like a new Crazy Adam video, which is like one of his old bits from uh, X Play. Crazy Adam, welcome to Crazy Adam's Emporium. And he, you know, did these like gay. Oh he, my, he, oh he, my he, god! He already I did, for, like, I, oh, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, X Play had the best sketches, like video game sketches, skit comedy, like. X-Play had the best skits, dude. I thought it was so And for, dope. like, nerdy video game people, like, they were... The people from G4 were the ones that were hosting, you know, the E3 stuff. And any sort of game shows, yeah. they would go and do the, the full-time coverage. And so, like, these were people that not only would you see on TV, they were, like, intimately connected with a lot of our memories of great releases. I remember... What, going to Adam Sessler after the Wii got announced, and he was talking about or the DS, and he was talking about all the 
the girls walking around with DSs literally attached to them on belts. Yeah. He's like, it's so like weird, but like, and they were like playing the DS. Well, yeah. What's his name? To- um, Jeff Keeley. You guys remember him? Yeah. He used to have yeah, a show he, on G4. He hosts and the Game Awards. He, yeah, but he is still involved. He's the Game Awards guy. Like he, And I yeah. want to say that it all that all came to fruition because of his experience when he was doing G4. I mean, it can't. I yeah. mean, I assume that that's where he probably came that uh, came from, and maybe he had other. He probably had other connections and stuff, and that's how that all worked out. Well, sure. But, um, but yeah, he was big in uh, the E3 coverage for G4 every year. He like always did it. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, that's a good guy. And then he did the Game Awards, and now he still does that to this day. He's still doing the Game Awards, um, which is super yep. cool to see. I, I wonder if Jeff they, came. they recently announced uh, a nominees for all their categories. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons for Game of the Year, David. That's my guess. Um, we'll Go see. to Tsushima, probably, bro. Probably, honestly. I feel like Animal Crossing, even though it's really not the best game, Ghost Tsushima probably. It, sh- it should it. be. Well, yeah, I, mean, I haven't played. I didn't. I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima. I really want to though. I've watched enough. Animal to Crossing. Know. I f- Animal Crossing, like I'm a huge gaming guy. For those of you that don't know, um, Animal Crossing, I have Animal Crossing. It's so much fun. Oh, do I you think dude? With what, I think what's what's happened this year, it's made it even like because everyone would stay at home in Animal Crossing. Like people, I think I remember seeing things like people like having their weddings over Animal Crossing or like mm-hmm. birthday parties and like you know social gatherings over Animal Crossing. Yep, university so, events. We hosted stuff over. They hosted stuff over Animal Crossing. I mean. Uh, yeah, people were doing like work work functions via animal. Yeah, crossing. I mean, like this was like yeah. it was such an integral part of 2020 that even in, though yeah. it maybe isn't as technically like impressive like gameplay wise and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? But like for the the social relevance, mm-hmm. it I mean, it might win game of the year off of that alone. Yeah, I and this is all so. um, I think people voting. Uh, yeah, and this is all like from the public. Oh, so. okay, yeah. I didn't know because you could just go on the website and vote. So I, I hope that it does win. Honestly, um, even if it's not the uh, you know, uh, and there's been I'm some interesting Tsushima. game of the years over the years from the Game Awards. Um, I'm a Ghost of Tsushima stand. So yeah, I didn't realize Sekiro won last year. Sekiro's yeah. a good one. Yeah, Sekiro won last year. I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Over yeah, I mean all the games for Game of the Year are like really really. Fun. Yeah, for the game, I think that overall the the winners of game of the years for the last it looks like they've only got one, two, three, four, five, six. They've only had six ceremonies, so it started back in twenty fourteen. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty young. And to me, I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition, Witcher three, Overwatch, Breath of the Wild, God of War, and Sekiro, um, which are those are all Animal Crossing. Animal. Oh, dude, I hope it's Animal. <laughs> but yeah, I think all those make a lot of sense, and they were all very much highlights of the years that they came out. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, no, no, no. The Game Awards is new because they used to be called the Spike Video Game Awards. You remember that? They used to be hosted by yep. Spike. That's what I'm... I'm like, I could have sworn it went back deeper than oh, that. Oh, yeah, Spike is dead. Yeah, Spike TV. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they go back much further with Spike, I think. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Okay, well, we don't want to get too into the weeds about G4, but hopefully there's some other nerds out there that are excited about its return, excited to see what the future yeah. holds. Looks like they're teaming up with a lot of Twitch people. They're teaming up with a lot of internet personalities. They've got Xavier Woods coming to host a show. They've got a bunch of their classic people returning. It, it, it looks promising. Hopefully they produce something that we really like. And here we are, almost 50 minutes, guys, into this episode, <laughs> and we're going to tackle tonight's subject. Uh, which is what anime 
are we most thankful for? Yes, uh, it's it's Thanksgiving week. It's beautiful Thanksgiving week. Some people might not celebrate Thanksgiving for what Thanksgiving is, but we want to talk to you guys what anime we're most thankful for because we have grown up and lived in this anime world for so long. You know, I have been watching anime for so, so long that uh, it just feels weird to think about like the value it, that it's added to my life. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was just feeling thankful and I was like, let's talk about some of our favorite shows and tell people why we love them so much. Um, and why they've made such a big impact. And I can't think of any better story than to start you off with what I've been doing this week, which has been some of the most interesting days of my life over the last couple of days. Boys, make sure you chime in or else my headset's going to shut off and then you guys won't, I won't be able to hear this. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll chime in with the occasional, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, so quick story. When, oh, that's nice. When I was just a wee lad. Oh, yeah. When I was just a wee lad. Um... I was introduced by my older brother to an anime series called Bleach. And I remember it very clearly because I was super, I was probably in either late elementary or early middle school. So maybe like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. Um, and I was handed a laptop with all uh, all the episodes up to the point, which they were only up to like episode, there was less than a hundred episodes out when this happened. I think the Bount arc was still airing when, um, when I caught up on it. So... Uh, I was handed this thing, and prior to this, I was already an anime, like, kid, right? Like, uh, Kenny and you remember, we used to watch Naruto, all the dub stuff. We were, like, really into dubbed anime already. But my older brother felt like it, it was at the point where I could start reading subtitled anime. So this anime hadn't come out in English yet. You know, there was no official subtitled version. Back in the day, you had to use illegal means um, in order to watch this anime. And I was handed a laptop, and I was told to watch Bleach. And I remember I watched Bleach... And I watched the hell out of it. I like watched it weekly. I read it re- weekly all the way until the end of high school, uh, which is when I pretty much gave up on it. As they finished up the Fullbring arc, I watched the last arc of the anime. I watched, um, I read up to the end of the Fullbring arc in the manga. And I always told myself, okay, I'm going to read the next arc. And here we are almost 10 years later and I never read the last arc. So um, I've never read the final you arc. You never read it. I watched, so you don't know what happens. I watched the Fullbringer arc in the anime, so I watched through the end of the anime, and I read the manga up through the end of the Fullbringer arc because at some point during the Arankar arc, Hueco Mundo, I switched over to being the manga. And so I would read the manga every week, and then I would also watch the anime. And then, and Kenny, I don't even remember when all this got muddled together. Because I feel like at that point, I started wa- we started just watching so much other stuff. For a long time in my childhood, I remember, Dave, when we were in high school, there were, at least most of high school, I would read Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece every week. Like, I was at a point yeah, where we, we would read all three. And I remember, t- like, we would talk about it. Carlos would watch it with us or read with us. Um, Ian would read with us. Like, everyone was reading all three series. And it's so weird. Because, I, like, I remember being in your room, the chapter... <laughs> of ace's death coming out and yes. everyone around you're like freaking out oh like i God. remember it's so crazy i remember, remember cuz when carlos and i caught up on one piece it was still at like they had just finished thriller bark we, yeah we caught up on one piece when thriller bark yeah. hadn't even ended in the anime that feels like so long ago um, it, it, it yeah, is that feels it's like so long. fucking long ago holy it's shit it's an immense amount of time like it doesn't even make sense yeah. to me but yeah we caught up on one piece when it was yeah it's weird to think but so bleach same thing um, so Bleach is what I consider the first anime that I watched subbed. After that, I went on to watch so much subbed anime. I have seen, you know, all I pretty much watch is subtitled anime. I don't really even watch dubs anymore as an adult. But as a child, this was my first entry anime. And I have not revisited Bleach 
since then. You know, the last thing I watched of Bleach was the Fullbringer arc of the anime. Um, and that was my last actual, because I had read the Fullbringer arc of the manga prior to even watching the anime. So the anime of the Fullbringer arc is my last interaction with Bleach. That must have been over 10 years ago. And since then, obviously, I remember the manga chapters trickling out. I know a couple spoilers about the final arc just from reading stuff online, being in the community, blah, 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 being Kenny's brother. You know, you just kind of learn spoilers when you're around Kenny. Um, things like that. <laughs> um, but it, It's hard not to get spoiled in this yeah, day and age. It really is. And so, you know, it's no big deal. But I haven't really thought about Bleach since in, in uh, my wife. Uh, we always watch our anime together now. And she's never seen Bleach. She's never seen it. Same way she had never seen Yu Yu Hakusho. And so last year, we watched all of Yu Yu Hakusho. And then this year, when they announced that there's the final arc of Bleach was coming out, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to watch that because I never read the manga. Um, and she's like, well, I want to watch it with you. And I was like, well, you're not going to be able to. You've never seen it. Um, so uh, a couple months back, we were like, okay, we're going to start. This was like, when did the Bleach announcement happen, Kenny? Was it at Comic-Con this year or something? It was a little yeah, bit earlier this year. It was a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Sometime during the pandemic, they made the announcement that the new Bleach was coming out next year. So yeah. in the last right. eight months, for sure. And so Alyssa was like, okay, Jerry, let's start Bleach. So we started it, and we got like maybe five or six episodes in. We didn't even get to the Grand Fisher fight. Um like, we watched, like, the first four episodes or <laughs> yeah. something. That's um, episode yeah. six. Yeah, because that's, like, episode six. We didn't even get to that that little part. We just stopped there. And uh, so this last week, we had just finished, like, our third other show. We watched, like, regular show. We watched every episode of regular show. And we are like, okay, what are we going to watch next? And Alyssa was like, let's get back to Bleach, see if we can get through it before the new season comes out. And so that was, like, Thursday night. And it's now Sunday that we're recording this. Shoot, no, it's Monday. No, shoot, is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Tuesday. So it's been it's been about five days since we started back up, and we just hit episode fifty three. So, um, in the last like five days, we've watched like give or take fifty episodes. Um, and wow, this show is so bad, guys. <laughs> oh my god. Kenny! You Jesse! you scared Derek. You, I you scared him. Kenny away. <laughs> I said bleach is so bad, Kenny had to leave the chat. Um, what, okay, so it's so good though. It's one of my favorite things I've watched in a long time, but wow, I thought that Iraqi was bad about forgetting stuff. Kubo was a a major offender, guys. He was a major offender of introducing concepts. What do you forget, Jerry? I talked talked about this months ago. I know. Grand Fisher becomes a visor in chapter 16. Yeah, or what something. is happening, dude? Or he becomes an he becomes an Iran car in chapter 16. But and the, we don't he, hear about them again forever. Yeah. Dude, like Kubo, okay, so a couple just miscellaneous things. Miscellaneous notes in the first 50 episodes of Bleach. So, I'm super thankful for Bleach because uh, this is why we're talking about it. Bleach is one of the animes that introduced me to subtitled anime. It is a huge part of my childhood. I will forever love Bleach. And even on this rewatch, I it's fucking badass like i don't care what anyone says bleach set the standard for like sword fighting animes and animes uh, if dragon ball like created the super saiyan idea bleach was all about going a level beyond that like every time someone had a new power up the enemy just randomly also had a new power up and then they had a new power up and they were like oh you've never heard of my Bankai? Oh, well, guess what? This is my Bankai's true form. Oh, well, this is my Bankai's elevated state. Well, I'm actually the full bringer version of each. You know, like... The the fucking Biakyo fight. There was always... It was like there was always something else that got pulled out of their ass. Ichigo is both a Shinigami, a Hollow, (laughs) 
<laughs> right. A, uh, Quincy, what right? Are, what are, yeah, he's a, a Quincy, Quincy and a full bringer. Oh, and a full bringer. Sorry, yeah. He's whatever everything. whatever he's things everything. led to his birth. Okay, but okay, so lots of great things that just Kubo's for first off, for fuck's sake. Orihime? What? <laughs> um She's a full she's a full no, bringer. Let's just talk about let's just talk about Orihime okay. for like six seconds. In the first couple episodes, we're introduced to Orihime. She's a, a dunce. Mm-hmm. She's okay friends with Ichigo. She's around, right? She gets You're spiritual right. powers that sort of it's explained away as like leaking off of Ichigo. Her powers were mm-hmm. always there, but they were tapped into because Ichigo got the Shinigami powers. And then mm-hmm. on episode 16, she just ponies the fuck up and just jumps into another universe with Ichigo to go fight for this uh to go save Rukia. We have maybe yeah. seen her at that point like three times, guys. Like three moments. Same with Chad. And at least Chad. the only thing that I give Chad prop okay, I give Kubo props. Chad makes a little bit more sense because he was a loner, he didn't have any family, um, and we got at least one flashback of Chad and Ichigo developing a personal mm. relationship and bond. Chad says right. out loud, I would do anything for Ichigo because of the things he's done for me. And at least Chad makes like a modicum of sense. He didn't really have anything to lose. Mm. He doesn't really have any other goals. Um, he, honestly, protecting Ichigo and being involved with this is like his thing. And I, so cool. Um, Orihime was a normal fucking girl. Like uh, she, she was. Now they did also same. Her family is dead, um, which it does have an episode. Her, her, she has no living family, so she's also mm-hmm. kind of a loner. Um, and she is obviously a little emotionally unstable. That's kind of how she's introduced. Um, and she's, she's like, in love with Ichigo. Right, and then that's like I guess the underlying thing. Kubo, come on. And she's also she's also friends with Rukia in the beginning. Kubo doesn't she becomes yeah. really lay, close to Rukia pretty early on. He doesn't really lay the the pipework. In the first arc, it feels like Rukia and Ichigo are developing a relationship. But then they introduce Renji on episode 16, and the following 40 episodes, you know, because I'm up to episode 50 right now, uh, Rukia and Renji pretty clearly are getting shipped, if that makes any sense. You start to get all these flashbacks right. of them when they were in school together. Yeah. Renji sacrifices mm-hmm. himself. On the episode I literally just watched, like, Renji showed up before Ichigo even does, and Byakuya, you know, he KOs Renji. Um, as Renji like unleashes his bankai for the first time, um, clearly Renji has is now the primary uh, person for Rukia, uh, love interest wise. But Orihime's like love for Ichigo is like maybe touched on like momentarily, and it's played off for jokes in the early episodes. Like, um, you know, because there's like their whole group of friends, and like one of them's a lesbian for some reason who just like wants to touch Orihime's boobs. You guys remember that? Oh there's, like, yeah, a character the glasses. Like, yeah. yeah, she's like randomly like a fucking super lesbian that just like. Uh, like aggressively flirts with Orihime. Um, by the way, lots of weird shit happens in the first 16 episodes of Bleach, guys. The tone was all off. Like, everything feels... It doesn't really make... Bleach gets good at episode 16. If you want to try to watch Bleach right yeah. now, um, Bleach gets uh, focused at episode 16 when they go to the Soul Society. And that's when the story uh, becomes a little more... Centri- there's There's more content there. But yeah. let's talk about some more. So uh, I think that he just, I think that in some ways Kubo just decided that Orihime was good to go. Um, I just don't think he, I think potentially he had another story arc planned for her or something in those mm. early days, but maybe got rushed into pushing himself towards a more focused arc. My, that's my guess is that most likely his publishers yeah. told him, Hey man, let's pick this up. And, or he may just got thrown into the mix cause he knew he wanted to do something with her. So there's one thing where I just felt, okay, great. Um, just so much in Ichigo's initial development 
uh, as a Soul Reaper. First off, the Hado techniques, the fuck are those? Um, they just sort of di- disappear after the first mm, 20, 30 episodes. They just disappear. Well, All of that. They- they come back somewhat. I, I can't even give him. I I know that he attempts to bring them back in certain areas, and and maybe he mm. brings it back even more in the final arc. But um, that's uh, another thing that it just feels like he he developed. Here's an idea he had, and he wanted to do something with it, and then he's like, ah, that's, 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 they fight with swords and they go bankai. Um, <laughs> it's but, never really like explained like well, like it's not like well thought out of like yeah, what these like, are, how these work. It feels like it honestly constantly feels like Kubo was like writing the next chapters, like right as he was doing it. Like it's almost like he just didn't have a plan ever. Like he was, if you're watching the anime, like think about when, when Rinji shows up and he's a Lieutenant in the very first scene. Right. And then Byaki mm-hmm. is there with him. And Byaki obviously won't release his Shikai that early in the series. They were they had their powers limited is a line that's actually in the show. We were in the human world, so we had to have our powers limited. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, so then we get to the, them in Soul Society and, Ruki, and Rinji and Ichigo have their big fight. Um, and Rinji, for some reason, at that point, doesn't have access to his Bankai. Shows up later to do sex mocking to train into his Bankai. Again, I'm like... Why doesn't he have a Bankai? Like, every other lieutenant had one. Um, which mm-hmm. is something that just no. later... Hmm? Lieutenants don't have Bankais. They aren't required There's to. Like, wait, caps, they're, not, they're not required to, but a lot of them just happen to have them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that is true. It's weird that, like, Rinji, who is, you know, the lieutenant to Byakuya, who the whole first story is, like, building up as, like, the strongest captain in some ways, right? Like... His soul pressure is super powerful. He is the final fight mm-hmm. of the first arc. Um, Byakuya is like the big, big guy. Um, why would he not have required his lieutenant to be uh, fucking uh, have his Bankai? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so, and then even that, like, I was just like, they could have done, like, Kubo just like left those threads like so untangled. He just started like doing stuff. And not just that, okay, so I just got to the part also, you know, Aizen is killed, right? He's killed. But he's mm-hmm. not really dead. Uh, he's gonna... And Kubo was like, <laughs> I just feel like when Kubo started writing this like sub mystery plot, you know, there's this whole sub mystery plot. It's like uh, Toshiro and Momo are like mm-hmm. friends from childhood, and Momo was Aizen's lieutenant, and so she's really frustrated to find Aizen dead. She thinks Gin did it, and then uh, Gin misleads her to think Toshiro did it, and there's all this stuff, right? There's this like subversion you know you're constantly trying to get subverted and i just feel like each moment is like kubo going like Haha, i got you guys like like everything he's like ah, i got you guys <laughs> and i'm like Dude. he was tricky he was tricky <laughs> i'm like, I'm like finally, no kubo Aizen's not gonna be dead bro Jerry, I'm like, and then I listen, know, bro. but I'm just like Kubo, Kubo, no, no you know do you do you know who has to fight one of the letters in the final arc bro who, Kenny? We couldn't. You whispered too quietly. Oh wait, yeah, just just, just <laughs> spoilers. Was oh, spoilers. Spoiler, we won't do it. Um, if you heard that, uh, if you heard that, then it's all yours. No, um, but yeah, the the reality of it, it just feels like at some point, and I think this is why Bleach spins so far out of control by the end, or by at least the end of the Fullbring arc. It's got to be. It feels like Kubo was constantly just writing himself into a corner. Like he just didn't know where he was going to go next. So he would just come up with some other like crazy off the wall thing. And as an anime series, I hate to say this, God, I'm going to hate myself for this. 
but it actually kind of works. Like it's it's just like zany enough and just serious enough that it actually is fucking fun to watch. Like every episode is just wild enough. There's just enough like power leveling. And, you know, you've got Noriyuki Abe, who is the director of the entire series. So the entire anime version of Bleach is directed by Noriyuki Abe. That means every all 366 episodes. Um, and the same thing, he also directed every single episode of Yu Yu Hakusho. And so Noriyuki mm-hmm. Abe is a very trained shonen director. And Studio Piro does a really good job of bringing Bleach to life. Even in the early episodes. So the first arc is all in fucking 480p. You know, it's the square. It's not HD yet. Right. Um, so we're still watching it in fucking the box um, before we go widescreen. I think it goes widescreen in the Iran cars or something somewhere in there. Yeah. And we hit the HDTV uh, trend. But um, Noriki Abe helps that show to stay alive as well because his directorial style just really handles like battles really well. So the fight scenes feel really fluid. And mm-hmm. another crazy thing is I started looking it up and I was like, this story moves really fast. The first arc of Bleach, it's so like the first 60 episodes covers like 200 chapters. So like, yeah, it, it moves at like a three to four chapter an episode pace. And that's why that first season just feels so dope. But it's also why they had to do a like 45 filler episode right filler episode. Yeah. Bout art. <laughs> the bout, the bout art. art bro. It's why they had to do this 45 episode, huge, massive fucking yeah. filler dump that happens. Yeah. I'm um, like right after the first arc. And, uh, and they have a second one. <laughs> oh, they have oh, they have a lot of like chunks of filler. After this, though, you know the bounce arc sort of creates this like there was like a natural stopping place. But then after that, yeah. they just started like inserting filler arcs of just random. But the good thing about Bleach compared to like Naruto, Naruto had this habit of like forcing the viewer to think that what they're watching is like a part of the plot, um, or yeah. like subverting you into like another. Er- but Bleach will literally just like. One episode we're in the plot. The next episode's like Don Kenoji and his Super Rangers, and you're like, okay, that's I can skip that. Uh, wait, you know? no, wait. Don Kenoji and the Super Rangers was a real chapter. No, no, no. The his the very first Don Kenoji episode is manga canon, but there are so many additional filler Don Kenoji episodes where he like continues to um like there's show up. One, there, there's one in the manga because they're the people that are left to protect Karakura Town. Mm-hmm. That's uh, like. Maybe Yuzu during the Aronkar the, the, arc. Oh, really? I think that's way later. I know the, the, the little girl and the little boy from Urahara shop, as well as Ichigo's two sisters, helped Don Kanonji fight a hollow. Yeah. During a, a, during You're sure a that's not because the for sure the first two times that that happens, it's it's 100% filler. There are two yeah, episodes I'm, I'm, during Soul Society where it just cuts away. And I looked it up. Like, they're just 100% filler. They had no context. I'm sure that there is one time where that is fully real. Okay, yeah. I, I thought that, too. I remember when I was talking Maybe. to Alyssa about it. I remember when I was talking to Alyssa about it. I'm pretty sure there is an episode where Don Kanonji returns that is canon. Um, but I knew yeah. that the anime added a bunch of episodes that are filler <laughs> where he comes back. Um, but, yeah, Bleach is just – I mean, yeah. I would not have watched 50 episodes of very many shows in, like, a weekend – and Bleach was just so easy to watch, and it's so much fun, and it's just what makes Shonen great. Like, the the reason why shows like Demon Slayer can do what they're doing are all because of shows like Bleach. Like, Bleach laid the groundwork for just absurdity, and I loved Bleach, like, even in the rewatch. It's, uh, and I mentioned this to you guys over text, it's, it's kind of silly. Like, there's some, like, 
obviously oh, yeah. like comical moments that um that help yeah. to manage. The beginning of Bleach is pretty funny. Yeah, the first the first arc is has got a lot of humor, but it does slowly phase out a little bit. But there's still moments mm-hmm. that are really great cutaway bits and gags and character interactions that um are totally canon and actually are pretty funny and have some really great moments. Kubo's got a good sense of humor in that. And um, I think it helps to, to allow you to kind of in ways like one piece, right? Like one piece might get flamed for maybe not having the most. Um, if you write the plot down on a piece of paper, it might not sound the most interesting. Um, or maybe it would sound interesting. It would just not sound very um, <laughs> maybe like serious is the word I would use. Um, Bleach does a good job as well of kind of maintaining that. When I like think of characters like Myrie that are like pretty violent and abusive and aggressive, but that are also kind of like quirky and weird and funny. Um, that's the type of characters that Kubo really excelled at writing because he is not a good, uh, he's not a good writer. He's just not a good writer guys. But his art though, his art makes up for it. Beautiful artist though. And maybe if he had more time to really put together his thoughts, you know, I think that Bleach was almost hurt by its popularity because he had to keep writing. He had to continue to write every week. I mean, it was, it was big three. It was top three. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of pressure to get something out. Like I said, Ken, I think that he really succumbed to like every week. He just had to like make something else up because I just don't think he was ever, I don't know if he ever sat down and mapped out what Bleach was going to look like if it had lasted this long, I don't think he ever thought it was going to last this long. So I think that Especially, he was constantly making stuff up. Yeah. Some of the plot points that he wraps up in the final arc are points that like are from season one. Like you're like, these are, these are plot threads that he shot into the universe and didn't know how he was going to get back to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I think that he finally does do a good job. I think the final arc is great. A bleach. Yeah. Ur- Urahara's um, Bankai. Yep. Urahara's Bankai. It's just funny because, like, he re- Urahara does it. Urahara is one of the first on-screen Shikais that you see in the entire series. He like it's yeah. like episode eleven or something. He does his Shikai, um, and then like never. Even though his Bankai is literally mentioned as like the you know, and then you even get the there's like a big flashback arc at one point too. Um, yep. that happens. Yeah. And use it then. never see it. Like you right? Yeah. There's like a huge flashback arc that happens late in the game and you get like a bunch of flashback to when they were working in the society. Still nothing. And finally, I, th- I believe it happens late into the, uh, into the final arc, right? Kenny, where he actually does yeah. like yeah. Bankai. So you finally see Rohar's Bankai. Same thing with Kimpachi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zoraki Kimpachi doesn't, he doesn't use a Shikai until the final arc. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's implied. I, think see, I think we see Onahana's too. Mm. Yeah, in the final arc. That's interesting. Una, Una, Unahana, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a lot of a lot of swords are unleashed from captains in particular in in that final arc. And um, yeah, it's mainly because to me it's like the Soul Society arc was all about the captains, and then pretty much everything after that had like nothing to do with Soul Society. There was like very inter- little intertwink like tingles of it, like the last half of um the actual like Eisen arc, whatever you want to call it, the last half. Remember, the whole Soul Society shows up to fight all of his people, but um, yeah, right. Fake Car Town. Car Fake Car Car Town. Yeah, that's exactly Kurt. what you'd call it. Because um, technically, they create a replica of Car Town inside of the Soul Society. 
Bleach I, is stupid. Okay. Bleach is stupid, dude. No, and then but, and then Ichigo Ichigo ends up in a in a portal for six months to master his bankai with his dad, and then he comes out of it and six kills in that portal. But in reality, it's just like a yeah, few hours. his hair's longer. Yeah, my name Ichigo. I bleach. No, and then he, he comes out. He comes out of it and kills Aizen in one hit, and you're like, but he's no longer a soul reaper. Yeah, yeah. But then he becomes, but then he becomes a soul reaper again. Well, first he becomes a full bringer. Um, and well, he's a full bringer. He was always. And then, he, a then he goes Power Ranger. Power Ranger he, Ichigo. Yes. He was always a full bringer and always a Quincy. He just hadn't unlocked those powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, he was also always a Soul Reaper. And always part Hollow. Yeah. yeah he was always <laughs> yeah. a Hollow. It was all in there somewhere. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Bleach is great, and I we needed to talk about it because I've just been watching so much of it and. I'm just really thankful for it because, yeah, it is the show that made me watch subbed anime. And it's weird now because I've just seen so much. And um, that's my show. So that's that's the one I wanted to talk about. Boys, what are your – give me a show. Let's let's deep dive a show from your guys's. All David, right. Um, so what I'm very thankful for is um, <laughs> Vampire Night, honestly. You son of a bitch. But no, but like Vampire Night, ironically, but also unironically because – it, it was what that and I would say Dragon Ball were my introductions to manga as a whole. Um, but I, so I want to, I want to answer this question two two ways. So the, the nostalgic answer kind of what got me into anime, what I'm thankful for. And then also what I'm thankful for this year. Cause it's kind of been like my resurgence into anime. Mm. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about like what I'm thankful for going into uh, the holidays into next year, what I'm excited to see. Um, so for the nostalgic answer, I would say, so Cowboy Bebop is mm. what I would say is when, whenever I think back to the like late at night, like pitch dark in my room, just my TV's on and I got adult swim on. I remember, uh, vividly like listening to like the, the real folk blues or tank playing and just like not really like remembering like the episode because adult swim kind of play them out of order um but uh just just the the feeling of just being in that moment and just watching um you know spike do some bullshit or just listening to the music of cowboy bebop um is super nostalgic mm. and and i remember just like watching like i mean as I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of you that are listening, um, watching Toonami, so Sailor Moon, um, like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, just like up all those anime. Uh, like I remember watching them and not even like knowing like, oh, this is called anime. Mm -hmm. Just like thinking that they're just basic cartoons with like a really cool art style. Um, and I wasn't really into or discovered anime as anime until I met you in mm -hmm. high school. You were like, David, don't, don't read that vampire night shit. Yeah. Read home. Get um, your shit together, so, David. <laughs> vampire night. As he would slap me, like, don't watch it. Don't read this shit. Um, but, but no, but like, like off and on, like throughout my life, I guess up until a few months ago where I've been watching anime religiously, uh -huh. um, it's been off and on with just, you know, the very mainstream animes. Um, so, so yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm thankful overall for just, you know, being able to, to recognize, Oh, this is anime and just like falling in love with it. 
and having friends who know more about it than I do to introduce me to anime. And now I'm thankful for you know, going into this holiday season. I have a, my backlog is gigantic now. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm super thankful that these anime exist. I'm super thankful for Attack on Titan. I'm you, so excited. Are you, you going to catch up? Because you know the new season comes out in two weeks, right? I'm I'm a binge that shit, Jerry. You got it. You got I'm it, dude. Binge. I want you to watch I'm, it with us while it's coming four, out. Four I'm 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 binging the four seasons. I'm so thankful that that anime exists. It's good. I'm also very thankful for uh, uh, websites that exist for me to read the rest of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Le- illegal I, websites, no. <laughs> Whoa, uh, whoa. Legal, legal, legal with a Lee <laughs> legal websites because I recently purchased uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven. Oh, nice! Uh, uh, on my PS5. Yes, I, I have that a, one, David. There was a there was a hella deal, and I was like, I'm gonna buy this, and I beat it, and now I know. Well, I I knew the main antagonist of of parts six, seven, and eight. What so you think nothing of the was spoiled. I mean, the game's fun. I mean, I, it's, I didn't love it. I thought it was meh. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I wish it was more of like a 2D, like a 1v1, like 2D fighter. Me too. Um, with, with like, you know, great graphics. And I mean, like the, the animations, the poses, like the, the mm-hmm. catchphrases, like I'm loving all the references because I feel, I feel like I'm part of the in-group because I get all of them. So that's really cool. But... <laughs> That's a motherfucking but, but no, JoJo's reference. It's a motherfucking JoJo's reference. It's a motherfucking but, um, JoJo's reference. But no, I I mean my my main spiel with all this is that I'm I'm super thankful that there's a lot of uh, great anime that exists that I haven't seen yet and excited to talk about those with you two because I know we have slated a lot of uh, we a have lot. a lot of good review episodes planned in the future. We have so much so, more to come. So yeah, so I mean I I have a lot of days off of work. Uh, these next few days so i'm planning on just binging anime those entire days so that's awesome i'm really well let's say i i think it's so interesting because i think david what you were saying about how like everyone in our generation probably watched anime as a kid whether they knew it or not and i think that that's what's allowed anime to be so pervasive in like modern culture is that we're all adults now and we are more receptive to it because we all grew up with some form of it uh, especially like dragon ball right like Dragon Ball, mm. I mean, you said it. Dragon Ball was probably, I mean, Kitty, do you remember a time where we weren't watching Dragon Ball as a kid? Like, I feel like we Not always really. had Dragon Ball on, or at least, like, something like Digimon, um, mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, like Pokemon. Pokemon. Those are anime, and we just didn't know it when we were kids. But Nar- I was really into Naruto, unfortunately, as a kid. Um, uh, yeah. I remember I remember watching Yu Yu Hakusho before I even knew that yes. was an anime this I, is this is an awesome show. I'm not even sure if I've told the story on the podcast before, but yeah, Kenny, you probably remember this. But when uh, Yu Yu Hakusho got moved to the 4 a.m. time slot, there was this weird. The last couple arcs of Yu Yu Hakusho got moved to like 4 a.m. And I would go to sleep on uh, Saturday night. I would wake up at 4 a.m. I would put a VHS into a VHS player. I would press record. I would go back to sleep until the episode was over. I would wake up turn the VHS recording button off and then I'd go back to sleep and then I'd wake up in the morning the next day and I would watch uh, my Yu Yu Hakusho episode. And I always hated it because I would, if I like didn't wake up in time, I would like miss it. Or like sometimes I just wake up and I would just stay awake and watch the episode live. 
Um, but that was like the, the last arc, like the, uh, the final arc of you show all aired that way at this weird, like nighttime time slot. Um, that was like mm-hmm. way after Toonami and Kenny and I, uh, Kenny, I used to make you do it. We would, uh, instead of actually waking up on Saturday mornings to watch all of our shows, I would make someone wake up, put a VHS tape in, press record, record the whole day's worth of shows. And then we'd watch mm-hmm. it later. Like we'd wake up later and watch the shows. Uh, that it's just weird. Cause like we all grew up with this like whatever the Mm. hell this was um and it it, it's much more every uh, talking to nakama last week right talking to a woke sage that this is just a part of our generation uh and it's it's definitely a huge part of the new generation as well people younger than us anime has become a part of american culture in a way that Mm. i don't think anyone could have expected 20 years ago 20 30 years ago when it was a very niche very very um, like small market. So it's so cool, David. And obviously David, yes, you have to watch or yeah, just Jojo's man. It's just, yeah. JoJo's. And I, I and also to like, to, to echo that. Like, yeah. Like I remember there were times when I, I remember like really liking Trigun for mm. some reason. Trigun was fun. And, and Trigun would be on like at 2am, 3am. And I remember like, like falling asleep, like at 7pm waking up like at midnight and then, like, Midnight On, there'd be, like, Inuyasha, Trigun, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, what else? Like, Watching uh, oh, Yasha like, uh, feels weird. Evangelion. Yep. Inuyasha. Uh, like, all of those shows were all great shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, they got, like, the shit end of the, the time slot. And I remember, like, in the very beginning of Toonami, there'd be, like, like sat- every Saturday, like, from 6 to 10... They would have like Naruto, Bleach, mm-hmm. um, like a bunch of yeah, other, t- I can't remember. Tsunami had a it had like a real block on TV. Yeah, uh, yeah. For for quite a while, it still does. Until it, sl- it does now still. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, but it, it slowly moved to Adult Swim. Tsunami used to be like for kids, like it was like a kids TV show, like a uh, Bobo and uh, oh Rave Master. Oh Bobo 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 Bobo. Yeah, Bobo Rave Master. And Bobo did the parody style of like transformations and fusions and shit way earlier than anybody did. Like oh, the fact yeah. that you know Don Patch and Bobo would fuse together, and it was just wild. Um, I gotta oh, I gotta rewatch that show. That Dude, show. I would love to go anywhere. I don't know. I maybe oh. Funimation. Okay, Kenny, do you or David? Do you guys remember? Okay, so I just looked up a couple old Adult Swim anime. Bob, by the way, Bobo's the dub is like way better than the subtitle version and it's really hard to find uh, nowadays, but I would love to go rewatch the dub of Bobo 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 because they, the they, dub? they altered it so much that it's funnier in my opinion. Like yeah, they, Shin-Chan was like that as well. Yeah. Like Shin-Chan, oh, they, yeah. the dub, the dub group that did it was able to completely Americanize it and completely rewrite the scripts. So I actually like the dub of Bobo Bobo because I think it's way funny. Like it's very Americanized and it's funny that way. Um, but a couple ones that I just looked up from Adult Swim. Do you guys remember Blood Plus? Yep. Vampire Killing. Uh, what about Iron Show? Yeah. What about Blue Gender? Do you guys remember Blue Gender? With the bugs. Guy wakes up and there's just like a fucking planet of like giant insects that he yeah, has to Yeah, he's, he's on like a bug planet he's going to yes, kill. Dude. He's going to kill him. And then this one was big for us, Kenny, back in the day because we used to watch it religiously and that's Case Closed. Um, yep. When we I, were I, oh, yeah. 
I genuinely been thinking about catching up on Case Closed. Kenny and I, when we were kids, episodes. Kenny, we must have watched the first hundred to two hundred episodes. We used to like, oh yeah, for we sure. watched the crap out of it in order. We watched all the movies. Like we were really God, into Moonlight it. Sonata, bro. Mm-hmm. Like fuck. And then obviously, I can't believe we forgot this one. Code Geass aired on Adult Swim both seasons. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Geass did. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. The dub of, although at this point I already watched it subbed when it aired as a dub, but the dub of Death Note aired on Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, full, the original Full Metal Alchemist, obviously. That's a huge Adult Swim show that I uh, completely missed. Um, what else is on here? I feel like there's a couple more. All the Gundam series aired on Adult Swim. Mobile Suit. Yeah, or Gundam. the later Gundam. The earlier Gundam. Shining was, Finger. The Shining Finger one, I think, actually was Toonami. But the later seasons eventually switched over to Adult Swim. Um, and then you've got Neon Genesis. I, do you guys remember the show Morabito? Did you guys ever watch? I, Kenny, you must have watched it with me. Probably. It was like set in like... It, it was like set it in like... Party of the Spirit? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was like set in like feudal Japan, sort of. And, um, there was like a, a strong female lead. She like carried around like a fucking, this. like a, it was like, like a, pole or something, right? yeah, like a pole like a with a, spear? with a, yeah, like a spear type of weapon. Yes. Um, I remember this. I remember like trade, like commercials for this show. Yes. It was really, really underrated and it was really not very good either, but, um, it, it is certainly a memory in my mind of another anime that came on. I do remember this show. Yeah. S cryad or scryed. Um, which is oh, such, I remember that one. That show is ridiculous. I I tried to go watch clips from it. I want to watch that one back. That, I need to rewatch it because that show never should have like. It's really not a very popular anime series. It only had twenty six episodes. Yeah. Um, Somehow but it that is was so one of the ones on the block. right. That's one of the ones that made it onto American TV, and uh, because that it still has like a bit of a cult following. Um, I would love to see like a new version or something because it was just so wild. Power scaling was crazy in that show. Yeah, it was just um, like. People were unbelievably powerful and then, like, yep. super weak. Yep. And you're like, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Trigun. Uh, Trinity Blood was another one, another vampire Trinity sort of Blood, show. I remember. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf's Reign. I don't know if you guys remember that. The guys that would turn I into remember, wolves. Yep. 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 Um, And then, obviously, since Toonami has transitioned over into a Adult Swim program, they have a ton, uh, tons of anime have aired on the new Toonami, right? Like, Akamiga Kill, Attack on Titan, uh, Hunter Hunter, yep. uh, Black Lagoon... They got did my hero. Black, they did Black Lagoon on the new Toonami, David. Wow. Yeah, they did. That's cool. Like way after though. Yeah, Bleach, Blue. Yeah, um, way was, after it was released. This series aired on uh, on Toonami in 2014, which I'm pretty sure Black Lagoon mm-hmm. came out like the early 2000s. Um, yeah. Blue Exorcist, Casher and Sins, Dead Man Wonderland, all the shits on Toonami now. So honestly, I think yeah. the new generation is Great spoiled. Memories. So spoiled the new oh, generation yeah. is because and they can just get Crunchyroll. Yeah, you can watch any anime you want. Honestly, <laughs> when we were little, yeah. I had to fucking put my goddamn VHS player. So I, I am thankful that anime has gotten so globalized. And I think that's part of what you were getting at, David, is just anime yeah. is so much more accessible. And um, we're just good, grateful that uh, now we can have these backlogs. And yeah, I guess you, I'm trying to think, David, you always like kept up with some manga and anime, but I guess you were never like as deep into it in your later years. You yeah. were pretty into it like, in high like school. In college? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like in college, like I remember freshman year, I, I, I can't remember. I think I, I, I read from the beginning of One Piece all through where it was at at the time, which I think it was post time skip. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember. Yeah, that. I remember you read there, that. Was that our that, freshman year? You read yeah, it was all freshman of year. I'd be, oh I would be in the rest hall. I would be in our in our uh, room. Our room. Just yeah. At the desk, just like reading One Piece. Oh my god, I remember. And that. I read, I read all of Naruto. Oh yeah, that yeah. year. 
and I I think I read all of Bleach. So I just That's kept cool. up with the big three. Yeah. It's so interesting because, yeah, and, and then you got addicted to League of Legends and you pretty much didn't do anything but uh, go to school and play League of Legends for three years. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, was like, I had, I, had, I had a girlfriend. I worked and yeah. I did school stuff. I didn't really have any time for anime. Yeah, it was just funny. I just remember it was like the moment you'd get home from anything. Once you were done, I it was just always League of Legends, dude. Every time, but um, don't, don't don't play League of Legends. That shit's <laughs> it's an addiction. Right. And it, it I, if, you, if you're addicted to anything, just be addicted to watching it. Yeah, be, addicted, be addicted. Go get addicted to crack or something. No, I'm just, um, don't do that. Don't don't get addicted. To crack. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Get it. I'd rather you get addicted to League of Legends. Um, but uh, yeah. So it's pretty cool <laughs> to see League of Legends crack. It's cool because I gr- the same kind of thing happened to me though, David. You know, we I feel like we were so busy in college that I. I kept up with anime for the most part and still watched a lot of stuff, but it wasn't until, you know, two, three years ago when we graduated that I like went full force back into it. Right. Like I was watching yeah. shows constantly watching stuff seasonally. Um, so there's still a couple shows from those like five to six years that I just have never gone back and watched. that. I remember telling myself, Oh, I, should, I need to watch that or, Oh, but I never did when we were right. in college. So, um, my backlog is also very big at this point, And I, uh, certainly know a lot about, these shows but i've never actually sat down and watched a lot of them so i'm gonna have to do that so kenny what do you got man what show are you thankful what for, up man? it's me kenny it's um, thanksgiving man happy thanksgiving right so happy thanksgiving i so a show that i'm lately there's obviously some classics that i'm really thankful for i think that girl lagon is one of my biggest like it's such a fun exciting shonen mecha anime and it it's enjoyable to watch and but lately i found that i really enjoy sort of quiet i don't know emotional shows Mm. and i like sports shows um Mm. and so i would say this is a weird combination it's not really a sports show but i really really love um march comes in like a lion and i'm really thankful for that show because it it gives a perspective that you don't see a lot in anime Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's about a guy who is a professional shogi player, uh, as he's starting high school and he's sort of this child prodigy, but it never, you never feel like you're disconnected from that idea, if that makes sense, because yeah. it personalizes him and it makes him personable in a way that you would just understand because he's just a, a, a freshman. He's a, he's a little kid trying to be this full-grown adult. And I really love the way that they... Because he, he's tackling basically uh, mild spoilers for the show, but it's in the beginning. His his family is in a car accident. His mom, dad, and sister die in a car accident. And he's adopted by one of his dad's friends who is a professional shogi player. Mm. And he's sort of trained to be this professional shogi player by this dad's friend because he you know because that was sort of how him and this guy connected and it was in the the understanding and in the way that he's become orphan and the way that he deals with himself as sort of this lonely being because he has no family not that he knows and how he connects with and becomes part of this family that sort of raises him and he is this family that he starts to live with these three these three young women that he starts to be a part of their lives really heavily. Um, it's just so so interesting to see them connect, especially 
as someone who oftentimes I don't feel like I can express myself properly. And I think that, that Ray has a really hard time of expressing who he is inside uh, to other people. And I think that in the way that he grew up, in the way that he's he was put down by his adoptive family, and the way that he sort of was driven intentionally by his adoptive father, and the way that his adopted brother and sister don't don't think about him as their brother and sister, even though he sees them as brother and sister. And he just the way that this you know 15 year old kid who is a professional shogi prodigy comes to terms with and starts accepting other people as fully loved ones and as someone who's not alone. And then because of that, in the beginning of the show, he sort of is at this blockage where he's not improving at Shogi at the same pace that he was. Mm. And he slowly develops into this sort of strong, intelligent person who, because of these emotional connections that he creates, he's capable of going farther in what he really enjoys and what he does. And so I really love March comes in like a lion. I really think that show is it over. Uh, there are two seasons out. The manga is still running. Okay. That's what um, I was wondering. Is the manga over? It's not fully completed. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the way that they, they connect love. I love in, in season two, there's a small arc where a bully is at one of the sister's schools and it really hurts her like mentally she is having trouble with this because people are ignoring this bully who's bullying this other girl and she doesn't know how to deal with that how to how to understand that and that that arc where she comes to terms with the idea that people aren't going to stand up for this other girl and she's going to have to step in and do that and it, it tortures her at home and then Ray also is tortured by the idea that somebody that he loves is having this poor emotional reaction with another human, and he's totally disconnected from it. And he doesn't know how to help help her and to be a positive influence on her to help her feel better better about things that he can't he can't directly interact with, you know. He can't step in and stop that bully in her school because he doesn't go to school there and he's not a part of that scenario. And being able to support someone emotionally outside of outside of their sort of you know circles is important. And I think that him coming to terms with that and her dealing with that at school is just a really cool and interesting arc. And obviously, the show is still about shogi, which is a, a really fun, interesting game. And. So wild. Uh, it's something that I really enjoy too. I, I really, I really like board Damn. games in general, and so I just really like it. I really like March Comes In Like a Lion. It's one of my favorite, favorite anime of all Kenny time. Kenny just I gave think. you all like a. Uh, he just gave you all listeners like he's both thankful for, it, but it's all that was also his full review and recommendation. Full just review. so you know, well, yeah. it, it's, it's on my list. I added it. It's on my list. It Dude. would be. It would. It would be a lot more spoilery. If Maybe one day we will do a full review on this show because. Uh, David yeah. and I have both never seen it, and I well, I lied. I've seen about four or five episodes, but I never, for some reason, it didn't like land with me. Like I kept kind of like it's, zoning I mean, in and it's out. Slower and it it's is more slow. Quiet. So I need to, I need to get back no. into it and really pace myself with it. I think so that I can really like ingest it. Um, I think I was just mm-hmm. trying to like marathon it, and it just I like started falling asleep. So I have to just kind of like pace myself. Um, yeah. But very cool, it Kenny. 
It and is made by the that made honey and clover. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, really, it's really quiet. Too. I'm sure it's one of those shows where it's pretty you know, popular, right? Yeah, I think it's fairly popular. They'll probably do. Seasons. They'll probably do another season as more manga comes so. out. I'm sure they will. So There's that some, is pretty yeah. cool. Um, There's some good stuff you do. I read the manga, obviously. Such a fucking well, damn, Kenny. I, I mean, obviously, since David and I have both never seen the show, like we can't say too much about it. Um, but you gave us the you gave us the rundown there. But it definitely I've sounds heard. like you convinced me. I've certainly in my age, and I mean. No matter how old I get, and YouTube boys are probably the same. A good shonen is a good shonen. So like you can't. I feel like I'm gonna be 50 and I'm still gonna be watching like good shonen. But I've definitely grown like a deeper appreciation for some of the other types of anime that are out there. Because when you're growing up, like all you want to watch is shonen. Like you know, you oh, stay yeah. up with every shonen jump show. But then as you, I, I mean, maybe not as you. Maybe some people develop a keen taste for the quality at a young age. I don't know. But for most people, I think they sort of grow into some of the other areas because you're like oh i've watched every show and what else can i watch what other shows can i watch i think for me i've always kind of preferred so to like kenny's kenny likes the quiet show you know especially sports kenny you're really into sports which is kind of a show yeah, I, lo- I love sports shows it's kind of a shonen offset but it's kind of its own thing at this point there are sports shows that i wouldn't consider to be shonen anymore does that make sense yeah. like there's some yeah. that are certainly shoujo there's some that are certainly seinen there's some sports mm-hmm. animes that are certainly like real is not a shonen anymore. You know, like it is an yeah. it is an adult drama that happens to use basketball as its platform. Um, uh, I can't think of. Uh, there's definitely one that is like a shojo, but I'm a, not thinking of it. I can't think there's of. There's one that I I like um, called Mix. It's a baseball anime, and it's a shojo. Uh, no, it's oh. it's more of a school lifestyle. It's I mean, baseball oh, it's like is a, still the main. It's like a. What's the word? Slice of life. Slice of life. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like a slice of life. But I really enjoy it, and it's obviously still about baseball. Just like yeah. March comes in like a lion is very much about shogi. Yeah, like that is one of the main prevailing parts of the show. But it's an adult drama, honestly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's also yeah. Um, in the same way, um, Run with the Wind mm. is about mm. running. Right. It's about. Uh, distance running but it's also sort of a it has slice of life tendencies and it has things about you know emotional connections but i wouldn't say it's a shonen mm. but it, it has some shonen aspects obviously right with sports come shonen aspects i think yeah i guess another example would be like yuri on ice i don't think that yeah. i've seen that but i would consider that to be a shonen yeah yuri no. on ice is absolutely a sports Sh- anime though. yeah and it's definitely a shoujo just to be up yeah. front. Yeah. Maybe even a Jose, which is like adult boys, shoujo. Boys no, maybe yeah, a little bit of boys love. Yeah, totally. You're on the head there. Yeah. Um Or if yeah. y'all have ever seen Welcome to the Ballroom. Oh, I say yeah. that that's a sh- that one has actually didn't ballroom actually run one, in a shonen manga? That one is very shonen. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you know, it has a lot of different aspects that mm-hmm. doesn't quite make it fully sh- like it's not high Q. You're not mm-hmm. You're not going to Koshin. It's not Kuroko's basketball where you're. Yeah, exactly. everyone's got blue glowy auras and superpowers. Not superpowers and entering the zone. And <laughs> He's shit. in the zone. He's in the zone. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that's great. What I was going to say though is, I think the older I've gotten, the more I've started to, and I've always watched certain seinen anime, but I definitely have grown a deeper. Like when a new seinen comes out, I'm like more interested in it. Like No Guns Life, I've been meaning to watch. It's sort of on the border between shojo and seinen. Um, uh, uh, do, 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 something like that, sort of on the line between 
um, so sh- Shonen and Seinen. I definitely have felt more drawn to that, but also like, I really like a good gag anime. Like, I think Japanese humor is fucking hilarious, and I think as a kid, like some of the humor just went over my head. I I did love Bobobo as a kid. Bobobo is like one of my favorite shows ever as a kid. Um, but like Gintama never really clicked with me when I was younger, so I never really got into it as much as I wanted to. Um, but now I really want to go watch Gintama, right? Um, or like mm. the anime version they did of Saint Young Min, so fucking yeah. brilliant. That's something I watched or, as an adult. Um, like I, I think Psyche Kusa no Sinan is really funny. Yeah, like we've got this area of anime that doesn't it doesn't really get enough attention in America because they just don't seem to perform well here. Um, if they're yeah. a lot more action oriented, mm. but I, I certainly think gag manga and anime is like more something I, I'm watching, and then also just more like art house style animes are really interesting to me as well. Where um, it, things are just in, you know like Devilman Crybaby, I consider sort of an art house um, yeah. readaptation of a of a popular property. Um, obviously, one of my favorite animes, Tatami Galaxy, is very like just art. The art is central to the plot. And I think that that's like a big part of it. Like you can't really enjoy it without the art and animation. Those styles of shows have certainly given me some pause to think like, oh, there's a lot more anime out there like that that are short form uh, and that are that are very focused on quality as opposed to quantity like some shonen is. Shonen, it's like, how can we get hundreds of episodes out as fast as possible? But how um, many Super Saiyans can we go? Yes. Like- so I, I think that that's the thing that I've been looking more into is, as I've gotten older um, I still am not as sold. I mean, even with our podcast, we've David and David, you probably too. We've watched some slice of life, some boys love, some shojo, some shonen. Yeah. Um, and I think that I'm I'm still not. It sucks, but like I still can't seem to find the right shojo series or the right like sort of that brand, like that genre to, to really grip me. Um, like I don't know, Yuri on Ice, I really did love, but other than that, like I can't think of one that has like really gripped me and. I want to go back and rewatch Sailor Moon and, and Fruits Basket, which are shows that I liked as a kid, and see if those still yeah. grip me. Because they both have had new versions, Sailor Moon Crystal and the new Fruits Basket. So I think those are two shows I, I want to visit soon to see, like, oh, is there some is there something there for an adult male to enjoy? Or am I, is it always just going to be a genre that I miss out on? Um, I don't know. David, maybe you want to also... Um, I mean, I think so, like as far yeah, like as far as shojos go, like I mean, I think I would say that Iwakakuru Sports Climbing Girls is a shojo, shojo slash sports. Well, no, it's a sports anime. They're, it's all about rock climbing. Um, so Adachi and Shimamura, I haven't really that been one is a- with it, but um, I I think I, I the the first I think I've, I've seen the first three episodes, and I'm interested in what's there, but. If if it's just like the same type of like uh, I don't know like if the energy is like the same as what those first few episodes are then I I won't get into that. Um, so I mean yeah I mean I would I mean I'm the type of person that's I can watch I'll watch anything mm-hmm. um, any genre any whatever I'm gonna I'll give it a chance. And so I mean I would like to see what would be my favorite shojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't found one yet either, yeah. but. Uh, I'm I'm up for for seeing what's out there. I've I've never seen Fruits Baskets. I've I know what Sailor Moon is, but I've never watched all of it. So mm-hmm. those would probably be too good, you know. Those are, those are interesting ones for sure. I want that's why I, I, I have with. a better connection with shojos in particular. Whenever I really like the main characters, like I really liked the boy and the girl, 
And sometimes it's sometimes it's because I have connections with them. Like I, you know, if the main like I, I've been reading this this uh this manga called This Girl Is Just Not Cute. It's a shoujo about uh, sort of a ditzy boy, and his girl his girlfriend is like really athletic and uh, kind of scary at times. And so it's cute in that it's kind of swapped the formula, right? The girl is the strong sort of person. And that's, that's something that I'm attracted to as like, as a person, like that's something that I find attractive is a really strong forthright type of girl like that. And so I think that I really enjoy that one because of that, that sort of a, that uh, dichotomy, that what is that relationship or that, yeah. that flip of it, that that different style. And so I think that in shojos, whenever you're looking for one, you need to find a way that you connect with those characters. And I think that mm-hmm. shojos are so wide range that there's definitely one out there where you'll be able to connect with either the male or the female character. Actually, you know what's a, a very good shojo, Kenny? What? Vampire Night. Oh my god! This is the Vampire Night podcast. Why are we? Why are we talking about like fighting shows that we want to watch? We had one all along. Thanks for coming out, guys. This is our Thanksgiving episode of the Vampire Night podcast. For real, for real though, Kenny, you're actually onto something there. I think that we are going to start wrapping this up. We've been going for almost two hours, which we normally do. So uh, this has really been a fun episode, just chatting about news, um, but also some of our greatest anime, just things that have meant so much to us. And I think that at the end of the day, if you're listening to this, you probably have had some sort of deep connection with anime. And I would love for you to leave a comment on our YouTube page. Uh, It probably won't happen. We only have a couple people who listen every week anyway. But if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, Please leave a comment down below with what anime you're thankful for. Um, what impact has it had on you? Where has it brought you in your life? Um, what sort of things has it done for you? Um, something I always say is when I was in middle school and I caught up on One Piece, I never thought the day would come where my wife and I would watch One Piece every week. And that's what we do now. And that's so weird because I started the show when I was in middle school and I was a fucking weird dweeb. Um, I, I was, you know what I mean? Like, just like becoming an, uh, one piece has been with me longer than friendships that I've had. You know what I mean? Like it's longer than like all sorts of like one piece and me have been dating longer than me and my wife. You know what I mean? Like one piece and I have been together a lot. And I think that that's another one that like, no matter what, even though we talked more about bleach today, um, these shows stick with us. Shit time about bleach. These shows stick with us, right? They live with us and they, they leave impacts on us. And, um, it's not just anime that does that, which we, you know, we talked a little bit about today too, but um, everything that we, we enjoy, it sticks with us and for a reason. So tell me down below in the comments, what anime has stuck with you? What is, what, what are you thankful for? What do you love about anime? Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, jump over to the YouTube channel, and just drop a comment on this episode because um, that would mean a lot to us just to kind of share in our appreciation of the genre. Well, the medium, it's not really a genre. There's multiple genres inside of anime, but the medium of anime and uh you know as we've done the show it's just uh, you know we are coming up on three months of doing the show consistently and um it's been a blast for us because we've gotten to relive some of our greatest moments but also watch all sorts of new stuff and we hope to bring you guys even more and more of these sorts of episodes where it's just us having fun um and other stuff so uh kenny 
do you want to unravel something? I stopped you last week, so um, this week, this week, the show we're going to talk yours. about an oldie, one that I know that we watched subtitle, Claymore. Ooh, now, David loves Claymore. Claymore. David loves Claymore. Claymore. I, I fucking okay. love Claymore. Let me give you, let me give you the overview. Okay, Claymore is about this girl named Claire, who is like a demon slayer. She goes around to villages, and she's employed by this weird company that lets these women go out and slay some demons. But then, like, she picks up this little boy, I guess. And then we get, like, a flashback arc almost instantaneously um, about how they're, like, Demon Slayer rankings. And Claire's ranked uh, absolutely worst. And she's actually only a quarter demon. Because, okay, the Demon Slayers in this, uh, in this universe are half demon. They get a portion of a demon put into their bodies and then become these sort of half-demon demon slayers. Now, Claire actually had the previous number one's body part placed inside of her to become a fourth demon. Now, here's the issue, okay? The reason why there aren't any boys that are demon slayer is because if a demon slayer comes to an orgasm, it's described, they become full full-blown demons go they go full demon and start destroying shit and so every man that ever has existed as a demon slayer couldn't handle it couldn't hold themselves back and went full demon so then they put claire in a big egg for some reason no fucking clue why she goes to this big egg she fuses with this girl named priscilla who killed the previous number one um after we meet all these big like previous high-ranking demons there's uh, easily of the north, and there's like an east girl that they kill, and then like all of them get killed really easily. Okay, here's what it turns out. All right, near the end of the manga, one of the people from this organization tell us actually we're on a secret continent where a war is being waged on the on the primary continent, and this is all just a big experiment continent because the war that they're waging on the other continent has dragons. And they got to win the war against the dragons. So they're on this experiment island to fuse some girls with some demons to try and fight these dragons on the mainland. And it makes no fucking sense. And it just, there are main characters that are important to the manga that literally are not around for, like the, the little boy that Claire picks up, Rocky, disappears for like literally 150 chapters. And Claire, the main character of this manga, is not in the manga for an immense amount of time. It it makes no sense. She is gone for so long. We get flashback arcs. We get new characters we're introduced to that slowly are killed off. We get there's so much bullshit that I, it just and then somehow you're like, where's where's Claire? Where's Rocky? Where are our main characters? Where are the people that we hung out with? And they just it takes so long for them to return, and Claymore just sort of spun out of control. Okay, <laughs> it just Rocky comes back. He's buff as fuck, and everyone's yeah. like Rocky, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, he get Rocky hey guys, comes back. Up? He gets trained by Easley, the, the northern guy, and he, Easley's cool as fuck. Yeah, but then he just like gets die. He dies. He turns into <laughs> a pony, and then he gets like one hit KO. Yeah, the so the the demon slayer corpse engineer these these demon energy eaters and they don't die unless you like destroy them completely and so like nobody can actually fight them except for claire obviously 
And so each of the, the big demons that uh, rule the north, east, and west get killed um, by these, like, these weird demon eaters that are genetically engineered to just continue to eat you or some shit like that. And then, like, you know, Claire turns into an egg and Rocky disappears for 100 chapters. And you're like, you're like where are the characters that I care about? Dr. Stone. I want them, to, I want them to animate all of it so bad, but that'll never happen. I wish it would be wild. It was not very, it was just not popular enough for them to like go back and yeah. do more, but it was like mid its entire run. Yeah. It got that original anime though. It does have a one, one 26 episode anime, which is very good, by the way. If you've never seen it, people listening, go watch Claymore. It's actually a really good anime. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good, but the ending is like yeah, it, ass. It doesn't. Yeah, it just like devolves. They, 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 they force end it. Yeah, because the beginning of Claymore is good. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like you're like, oh, these demon slaying girls, and you know, Claire has this the vendetta. Are awesome. Yeah, oh, Claire yes. has this vendetta against Priscilla, who was the number two that killed her master. Um, Bro, and then like awesome, honestly. Yeah, and there's like a similar relationship between Claire and Rocky as there was between Claire and. Fuck, I don't remember. The number one's name. They, like, she also picks her up after her family gets killed by these demon people. Um, but then, yeah, Claire goes into an egg, easily dies. Uh, Rocky disappears for 100 chapters. Uh, Didn't shit the manga actually, the like... It actually lasted until, like, moderately recently, right? Because it, it was monthly? Yeah. It was a monthly. That's what I thought. I was like, I think it didn't end until... Um, it ended, ended a few years ago. Okay, it so ended it, in my heart whenever they did the big explanation about how there are dragons on a main continent that we need to fight a war. I was like... Yeah, it ran for 12 years. Okay, so yeah, it ended in 2014. So it's really not that recently, but it was recently enough that I like... It was in my mind. Um, but yeah, the anime, yeah. the anime ran in the year 07. So in 2007, the whole series of the anime ran. Obviously, not enough of the content was out, so they had to make up their own mm -hmm. ending. So if you go watch the anime, it is fun, but yeah. Is the Teresa, manga, that was her name. Has the Teresa. manga author gone on to do anything else? Let's see. And mm -hmm. the manga author has not done anything since. They did a single one-shot. Oh, no. No, they have. Ariadne in the Blue Sky. And there's it's still currently running. Ah, oh, man. Hmm. What? He, he doesn't work for Shonen Jump anymore. Was Claymore Shogakuk. Shogaku. Yeah, uh, Claymore started Shogaku. as a um, fuck. It started as a monthly shonen jump. Like, it was like a kind of shonen. No, it is. It's, oh, it's, no, it. it's under Shoisha, so it just isn't a weekly oh, shonen okay. jump. It's a monthly shonen jump series. Um, and during the middle of its run, monthly shonen jump disappeared for a while, so it actually moved over to weekly shonen jump for a little bit, and then they redebuted monthly shonen jump as Jump Squared. Um, and it uh, ran in that until the end of its run. Um, but it was all under Shuisha, which is the same company that owns Weekly Shonen Jump. So it's kind of in the same field, um, but won't usually be included in any like, Weekly Shonen Jump team-ups or anything like that. But it's sad to hear that the author, after we working for Shuisha, has now jumped over to a smaller company with his newest series. Kenny, have you read this? I have. You really Have you read all of it or just some of it? A portion of it. I, I may be caught up. I may not. I, you know. I've read all of it. It's pretty good. No, not Claymore. Of, uh, his Ariadne. Yeah, his new, his new one. Ariadne. I've read all of it. Wait, have you really? No. I... <laughs> oh, I was like, I, thought you were, I know you've read Claymore, David. I was like, I didn't think you wrote, you read Ariadne. Um, I kind of want to read it. But have you guys heard of Urusei Yatsura? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, old What's school. That? Yeah, it's eighties. Yeah, what about it? It's uh, I've seen it in. Uh, oh fuck! What's it called? Um, uh, genre of music that's like popular online. Oh yeah, uh, it's a very sound wave, wave vaporwave. Yeah, Lum 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 is vaporwave. the the lead character is kind of a vaporwave idol at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I think there was even an anime of it. Yeah, there was. It ran for one hundred ninety five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's like a gag, I think. Yeah, and it ran in Shonen Sunday also, which is the another old one. Okay, well, great, Kenny. Good job uh, wrapping up Claymore there. Uh, yeah, everyone Claymore's listening, weird, everyone listening, we are so thankful for you guys for being here. Uh, thank you for checking us out. I know we're still small. We're still trying to grow. We're trying to do stuff that's going to be fun and entertaining for everyone. So I hope you guys are having a good time. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on this video if you're watching us over here on YouTube. If you are listening to us on one of our listening platforms, which we are all available on many listening platforms now, um, if you are listening to us uh, on one of those platforms, go over to YouTube. Give us a little, uh, a little boost that really helps us out just to help spread the show. We want to get the show more, uh, more guests more stuff i keep saying this every episode we're just going to keep growing you know that's all we want to do we're going to keep doing this because we love to do it and that's why we're doing this podcast we started it because we love to do it and uh, we hope someone is getting some enjoyment and some fun out of this because these conversations are really just a lot of fun i mean you just get to hear all this great stuff so make sure to like comment subscribe do all of that but other than that boys we are saying peace on our 15th episode of the uncertain anime podcast we will see you guys next time <gasps> Peace.